0: Everyone, Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, a monthly podcast about video games by the people who make them. This is episode number five for December 2010 and January 2011, and my name is Sean. My name is Frank.
1: My name's Andrew.
0: And joining us for the very first time, our good buddy Dax. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. This is going to be fun. So just, just so we get something out of the way here, we've got three programmers first time we've ever had an artist or an animator on the show Ooh, this is I think this is going to be I love it it's going to cause some uh, some tension I think so uh, so as we've uh, been leading up to this is our year end podcast we'll be counting down our top 10 games of 2010 Uh, we're also going to be talking about some other stuff we played and uh, we've got a lot of junk mail to get to we're going to try and get all that out of the way this week and then at the very end we're going to have a very special segment, which uh, I don't know. Do you want to give away the surprise right now? No, we'll wait till we get there. Okay. Well, I think people it are going to be excited. <laughs> so, um... <clears throat> so uh, anything before we jump into the top ten? Anything about you know holidays? Did you guys play some games over over Christmas vacation at all? Or not as much as I'd like to. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I got maybe a day of gaming in over the entire holiday break. Yeah, I usually like the Christmas holidays is when I tend to get most of my gaming done for the year like that's you know I binge on it and this year it didn't really happen so
2: don't may, worry but I, I did I did enough <laughs> <really. laughs>
0: that's true I you spent
2: did. way too much time at home oh my god
0: you're gonna and
1: be I definitely missed out on it too seeing as I was away for a week in the Dominican
0: that's well you know that's I'll not I'll a bad accept, thing
3: <laughs> I'll accept the. yeah that's rough Punta? Punta Cana? Uh,
2: indeed nice Punta that's the way to go all, the, Plata, no all
0: the Americans listening are jealous that we we're able to head is over there it Cuba? Yeah, it's Cuba, bud. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was I would, thinking. I would have said the
2: same thing. No <laughs> right, don't worry. Don't worry. You're all good.
0: So uh, well, I guess we should also mention, though, that all the... You mentioned you did a lot of gaming, Dax. You did a lot of gaming with...
2: One game, and that would be the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only game you need. The only
2: game that matters, and unfortunately has sucked me in again, and is World of Warcraft.
0: So you're going to be giving us your rundown of cataclysm?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking to you guys at work, and that sounded like what I could offer. So <laughs> yep, yeah, sounds well, good. Well, I know
0: there's a lot of people out there who obviously love WoW. Probably, like I don't know a million if, or so. I don't know if any of us are going to get around to playing it anytime soon. I've put i put in some time.
3: Frank, Frank is a rook, but he's not a rook. cataclysm. Not a cataclysm, no. Yeah, so, but
0: not a lot of time. I'm still like, but I am curious to hear sort of I mean we've already talked a little bit about it but I, I'm curious to hear what they've added and changed and sure stuff like that. yeah that'll so. be good I, one other announcement okay
3: small uh, a happy birthday to uh, a guest that's been on the show Papa Caparici. oh yeah it's his birthday today so am well, sure he won't be listening hey, to it on his birthday happy but birthday, PC. definitely give yeah. a shout out to PC happy birthday man and it was your birthday not too long ago too Dak so that's true but I'm not, I'm not a guest happy
2: birthdays all around Thank you.
0: <laughs> so um, I guess we should just get into this. I have a feeling Fuck this, is, this is going to be long. Like if anybody listened to the Film Junkie or end Podcasts, it went pretty long. We'll see what happens with this one. I don't think one. it's going to be quite as long. Probably not. A lot of, a lot of repeats, I think. So, uh, so Dax, how how do you want to work this? Because I know you you have a few games you played this year. Are you actually going to give us your, <laughs> You're gonna lead, your top three? I'm gonna lead or something? it off. I'm yeah, gonna lead yeah, off. Yeah, lead us off with your top three. <laughs>
2: My top three <laughs> Xbox 360 games. No, um, no, platform games Just or all games.
3: All games. Um, start at number three and work your way up. <laughs> well, then I
2: then then I've got five.
3: Oh, okay, all right.
2: Well, maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I I have all these grand visions of playing all these games and then I buy them or borrow them and just never end up playing them because
4: playing Warcraft WoW. is
2: in my veins yeah and you just can't <laughs> you, you, it, it's so annoying how literally you just go home and go well I may as well play WoW but anyway I would say uh, game number four four would be uh, ooh, I'll go with Red Dead because I really did enjoy Red Dead Redemption but um, I still haven't finished it so it's right. those ones that kind of like took off you know screaming and then uh i forgot if i didn't play for a while started again and then i've kind of stalled out so uh but it's a great game i mean it's a beautiful game and it's a lot of fun to play and i love the whole cowboy thing so it's a lot of fun um riding horses is pretty cool (laughs) but um (laughs) okay so third after that had to be force unleashed two and this is only because (laughs) i'm gonna get laughed (laughs) at so hard yeah i finished it for one and actually i went on a huge bender for this game
3: didn't you finish it on Unleashed force unleashed I did. mode. I, un-
2: I unleashed the shit out of that game. <laughs> I they couldn't stop me. I almost got all the achievements, but I wasn't gonna sit down. I tried to be like Frank and I tried to be like everybody <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. Like I was trying Nobody to get can be like Frank. Yeah, so I went and forget it. But I played that game a lot and I also uh back ended that with uh, force the first one force unleashed
0: or what is the first one force academy what is it called force unleashed was it force <laughs> that's force it unleashed one. but now, force unleashed one <laughs> now it's interesting though like you actually liked part two quite a bit i right? did because i know a lot of people didn't like it at all that's true and i know
2: why they didn't like it but see i'm very it's like me with movies too man
3: you I just can, love star
2: Wars, exactly man. that's it, all there is if to i it. like what something <laughs> is like the theme behind it i will take shit from that you'll put up with it just yeah just to because it is what it is so like i liked the the combat with the two sabers in in unleash 2 like a lot i thought it was it was pretty smooth and stuff but i mean there were a shit ton of issues with that game but you just kind of like every five minutes you're like oh that was a cool move so you just keep playing so
0: but would you say it was better
2: than the first story wise i think the first one was actually pretty decent for me like i'm not like a huge you know pro gamer so i don't know but for in my opinion i was quite satisfied with number one as a overall story and the whole concept of like this guy you know the star killer guy
3: spoiler alert don't get too crazy
2: okay wait I'm for all, force unleashed one from like on, six years ago
3: i'm on chapter three right oh. now of
2: twice <laughs> <laughs> copy coming from a guy who said the game was shit it is <laughs> so you're that's, not why play it anyway. that's why
3: i'm only on chapter three <laughs> so you're not gonna play it anyway i'll get to it eventually <laughs> spoil the shit I we'll get into you. that later in the show
2: anyway so yes yeah, so i thought it was pretty <laughs> decent and um uh but two is still fun it was still good so i enjoyed that um that was three so number two it goes to pc so i would say uh starcraft came out of the gate starcraft 2 came out really strong for me and then i literally just got so frustrated with how much i'm crap at that game and you get you find out your crap real quick in that game yeah um and it just was like okay well you spend the first 10 minutes of that game mining little minerals and, ooh, I can build my my barracks now. Oh, and then you've got six fucking dragons in your base eating everything <laughs> you've made. And it was just a complete waste of time. And then, it's, yeah, it just got really old. Shut it down. Shut her down. <laughs> and replace that with, of course, my number one vice, unfortunately. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. I love how the game you just ripped on is your number two game of the year.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but you love, you'd, just two, which you
1: just aside you from
3: being shit. You were into StarCraft Two. Yeah. You played the yeah. shit out yeah, of yeah,
2: exactly. Frank's right. I didn't. I didn't mention that. I'm. I'm pretty much going on time spent. You know what I mean. Like I spent before getting back in a WoW a good two months straight on StarCraft Two. So that's why it,
3: doing a lot of research tactics. Yeah, I watched, I still watch
2: the videos, the replays <laughs> on Husky TV
0: and all that stuff. Yeah, those guys are pretty fun. So, but in the end, like it was just too too difficult for you or just too difficult to play multiplayer with other people too difficult i didn't even actually finish the,
2: the storyline like i got bored with that i was right. into more of the multiplayer but it was just honestly i didn't want to put in uh the hours to get that good and like have you seen the videos of like the korean kids
3: like, <laughs> it's like chess right like <laughs> yeah, why, why, why even bother playing chess at this point because you're, you're yeah, not going to be that good. yeah exactly will never be good like those guys they have like meters in the game
2: that read at APM, so your actions per minute And, like, to be a decent professional player, you have to have, like, 160-something actions per minute. And that's, like, their hands don't even stop. Like, it's just, like, (laughs) it's crazy. I'm, like, I'm one button pushing, like, my shit and scrolling over to my house and looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it didn't work for me.
1: Dude's coming out to mine
2: your shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then going on to number one would be Warcraft um, Cataclysm. And that's literally only in since, what, December? So, I mean, like, that's just how much time I've spent in that fucking game. It's ridiculous, but...
0: All right, well, we'll uh, we'll get your thoughts on that in a bit. Sounds good. Um, I guess we should maybe uh, just... Because I know you were just saying that you didn't finish all the games. I'm, I'm going to say right up front, like, some of the games on my list I haven't <laughs> finished. And, I mean, maybe that's... For, for a professional reviewer, maybe that's not acceptable, but you're going to have to deal with it because, you know, <laughs> I feel like I put enough time into each of these games... To warrant their spot on my list, so for sure, for sure, I'm with we'll, you. Uh, I
1: got a couple too I haven't finished,
0: so we'll get into it. Um, Frank, you want to kick it off with your number ten? Sure, why, why not?
1: not? Before we, we want to mention the games uh, we didn't play, but thought might have been considered. Or uh, I,
0: I think we should we can do that after. After okay, because so otherwise it might be spoilerish. You know, then you know what's not on someone's list. All right, fine. Good call, Dwight. Dwight's
3: Dwight. been to this rodeo <laughs> before, yeah. bud. He knows, he knows, he knows he the he, ropes. Yes.
0: So, All right, sorry,
1: go Frank, go,
3: oh, okay, give uh, us the number ten. number ten, Donkey Kong Country returns nice choice now, this game might have been higher on
0: my list. I thought it might have been because I know you were pretty. Excited, I was but...
3: very, very excited, but there's one thing that this game does wrong, or I hate it, and it's the blowing. <laughs> <laughs> what? This game blows. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's played it, but there's a mechanic tied in with the blowing is just the motion mechanics in this game. Like, it could have just been, you know, a new Donkey Kong Country game. They added a few cool things, but then they add in this necessity to shake the Wiimote or the nunchuck and Wiimote alternately to first to do the ground pound, which you have to do if you want to find all the puzzle pieces and coins. And of course, I need to find all the puzzle pieces and coins. (laughs) Now, second of all, <laughs> they added another wrinkle where if you hold down on the D-pad and do that motion, you blow. So, you blow dandelion seeds into the air, or you blow... Out of your mouth? Yeah, you... Bl- <laughs> you donkey Kong... Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And like a it's just... A- <laughs> and, of course, if you want to find all the puzzle pieces... <laughs> you gotta blow. (laughs) And the (laughs) other thing is, there's also enemies which require you to blow them as well. (laughs) And, like, that's kind of tolerable. Like, it kind of fits with the game. Because it's like an attack. Yeah, 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 like, you're not, it's not like, like, I'll just be walking and I'm like, oh, stop, hold down, blow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, keep going. Oh, go back a bit. I forgot to blow this thing. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying you didn't enjoy blowing things. Other than that, I loved it. It is, like, an awesome new Donkey Kong Country game and, really cool but just too much blowing don't shoehorn shoe the motion
0: and with that definitely don't shoehorn blowing into your game <laughs> well you know it could have been worse because there are some DS games because the DS has the microphone on it and you actually literally have to blow it yeah, into the microphone yeah. for certain things oh that
3: would be annoying that's pretty bad yeah but uh, really fun game just that's the one thing that
0: didn't have this game higher on my list alright Huck what do you got for number 10
1: all right, I'm gonna do the first one that no one else will pick. I'm gonna pick uh, NHL 11. That's number my guess.
0: <laughs> Ooh, only yeah. only this number 10. This
1: almost fell off my list, but uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't refuse it. It kept nudging me on the shoulder all throughout the year, and I just kept going back to it. Playing the Be a Pro, uh, the Be a GM, the online, the new Ultimate Team stuff. There's just so much the game has to offer. I mean, it's not its not uh, incredibly new. uh has an incredible amount of things from 10. But overall, you can't argue that the game's not good. I mean, it's amazing. And that's all.
3: Okay. There's been some heated debate at the Kinezich household this uh-huh. holiday season over NHL 11.
1: Yeah, because it's amazing, I bet.
3: My one buddy Colin, he gets furious playing this game. <laughs> like, and he's right. The game plays itself. Like Please. the game decides who's going to win. One team always has an advantage, no. and on to- and on top of that, which we've gone over ad nauseum, charged passes. Which I don't <laughs> want to get back into that debate, but it's not <laughs> I not to that You guys one, don't know how to
1: hit and throw, knock feet to the ground. You got to get momentum. You, you, you lose them, the, You got to start a fight.
3: It's not the hitting. It's when you know a team that obviously they I, I would like. I know some buddies who who work on the NHL games. I haven't talked to them in quite a while, but I'd like to get them on this show and find out really that I'm right. That they definitely <laughs> have serious, like advantage do. sliders right away out of the gate, and particularly like there'll be times when you will graze a defender, you lose the puck every time, and you're like, what the fuck's the point? I it's not that me. Might lo-
1: depend on who you have though.
3: A little bit, and I hate that too. That's just in general, but with sports games. But that's that's why it's balanced that way. That's why you have a team, right? Everybody's anyway, different. we've been over, we've we've Anyways, done this before, yeah, but this I debate. I, res- res- I, <laughs> I respect Huck's pick nonetheless.
0: Just reminded me of a game that I played uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, I'm gonna have to talk about and what we played, but it's not on my list. So <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll offer up my number ten, and I, this was actually. Out of every spot on my list, this was the hardest one because there was like two or three games that I kept going back and forth on. Um, I ended up settling with heavy rain. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I we talked about this. I think on the first episode, and uh, like I didn't absolutely love this game. Like I feel like there's a lot of issues with it, but there there's so many interesting things they do. With in terms of storytelling in this game, in terms of like just doing something different, and like I think this is the direction that games need to go in. I just think, you know, they didn't have the voice acting where it needed to be. Uh, some of the ways that the the branching storylines work was a little unsatisfying. But in in theory, I like the idea of this kind of game where it's it's a a really good story, and it's not just you know. Shooting bad guys. There's other stuff going on, so um, yeah, I'm I'm tipping my hat to Heavy Rain, and uh, knocked a few others off my list. So what do you got? I don't know. That? It's um, heavy Ra- just to talk about Heavy Rain for a second. Like,
3: I really liked it while I was playing it, but I don't remember that much from it. Like, it doesn't stick in my head as being. But is that because it came out in like February? I don't think so. Because I got a lot of games that came out early in the year on my list, and I think it was more I at the ending to me I wasn't a huge fan of <clears throat> excuse me and uh I don't know the controls do have issues like it's an interesting yeah. idea but there are some issues with it
0: yeah and I mean again it was it certainly is not you know would never be super high on my list cuz there was too many other good games this year but I feel like this deserves to be mentioned so it's my number 10 all right so my number 9 yep is wait su- can i inter- interrupt real quick You number five?
2: No, I (laughs) don't (laughs) know. I um, have not played Heavy Rain.
0: (laughs) Okay. Surprise. (laughs) Uh,
3: My number nine is Super Meat Boy. Okay. Um, Really fun game. I I remember spending a ton of time right when it came out. I haven't played it as much. I had a very frustrating experience where I moved my game profile onto a USB stick. Which reformatted itself somehow, updating through Microsoft, and I lost all my save data. Like I had a plus, like a ton of levels, and once that happened, I was just super pissed. So that yeah, that sucks. Oh man, I was furious. <laughs> and you and, still
1: went back and played it again?
3: No, I haven't yet. That's the oh, thing. Okay. I will. I will go back and start over, but I just.
1: And that kind of shit happens to me when guys. I play it
3: and I think about it. What happened? I'm not mad at Super Meat Boy. I'm just <laughs> mad, and that reminds me of that anger. Right?
2: So it like straight up erased your like gamer scores and all that for it.
3: Yeah, like I had formatted a USB, and I've had nothing but problems with this to store Microsoft data. And like I moved my profiles to play at work and the games, uh, and like I put it in at my thing at work and it, connect- it was like connecting to Xbox Live or something, and it. I don't even know, it reformatted it. I know like I sound like a tech technological idiot, like well oh, I did it in a pro I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> and this is not what should have happened. So anyway, Super <laughs> Meat Boy, it's tons of fun. I love the quick short levels. Like completely consumable and I don't know, if you haven't checked it out, you gotta. The warp zones are amazing. I know that I think I thought that was what would hook Dwight playing a warp zone and
0: Yeah, well um I guess I might as well say this is also my number nine. Hey, now. Ooh. And uh, I think, like, for one, this was a big year for indie games. And, uh, like, this was almost kind of like the the poster child for indie games because, I mean, they have the whole thing where you can unlock characters from other indie games in Super Meat Boy. Um, but, I mean, also, it's, it's just a great game. And I think it is a very hard game, and, uh, you know, that always there's always a fine line for me where if it gets too hard i'll give up but something about this game the fact that you know it just immediately restarts and you can you always feel like it's it's within reach yeah totally and
3: uh and it's kind of your fault it's something that's doable you just didn't do it that time
0: yeah so yeah definitely worth checking out and uh yeah one of the best downloadable titles of the year
1: and I guess I'll jump in here and say, I didn't play Super Meat Boy, and it's not on my list.
2: <laughs> it's okay, I didn't play Super Meat Boy either.
1: <laughs> so my number nine, actually, is uh, Fable 3. Uh, this game, uh, we reviewed, and we talked about it a lot in, uh, I don't know, two episodes or whatever it was ago, one episode. And, uh, I wouldn't say it was, like, a great game. The ending kind of ruined it for me, but... Uh, Overall, all the little tidbits in the game and and just the overall, like, gameplay mechanics, really good. I enjoyed, and I would think about going back and just kind of trying to find everything within the world because uh, I thought the world was really well done. Uh, the levels were really nice, except for that desert world across the lake. Uh, but everything else about it was, was amazing, and I really, really enjoyed just the overall feel that the game had.
0: I'm kinda of surprised that game hasn't been on more sort of best of lists for this year. Like I, I didn't play it, but I I felt like the people who did play it liked it a lot and it just it's been completely ignored. And then maybe it's just been too many other good games.
3: But. yeah, it didn't make my list, but um I definitely, like you hawk, want to get back into it. I was just kinda of fabled out by the time I did that because I had revisited Fable Two DLC before I played Fable Three. Mm. And I just like kind of needed a break from Fable, but at some point I would like to, you know, complete the world and see all there is to see. The world of Warcraft? Fable. Albion.
0: <laughs> Albion, bud. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so on to number eight. Okay, for me,
3: it's Costume Quest. Nice. lot lo- are these games? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a lot, like aside from us and like Huck, not a lot nice. of love for this game out there. Like, uh, lots of sevens and called. sixes and I don't get it at all like I love it, it it's 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 e- amazing it's not it's simple which I have no problems with it's short I have no problems with that like it's just fun it's cool it's creative it's a nice dose like the it's DLC. Like, like the
4: humor
3: yeah the humor's good like the RPG system is kind of fun but it doesn't overstay its welcome I think the problem with this game would have been if it was long and extended, right? Like yeah, it's a perfect amount. Yeah, when they do DLC, they in- they introduce some new ideas. You play them, you experience the ideas, and that's it. It doesn't, you know, try to get blood out of a stone. It just it's there, and you should like it. If you don't, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but I don't know. I really love this game. It would have been higher. It's just like I, I'll tell you what. If new DLC for this comes out tomorrow, I will buy it and I will beat it that night. Like. Yep. So you played uh, Grubbins on Ice or whatever? I did play Grubbins on Ice. <laughs> <That's>, that was <laughs> Ice the Christmas Down. uh, yeah.
0: download? and it was a lot of fun. Yep.
3: It's
0: on my uh, nice. two-download two list.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's on a long list. And I'm hoping there's Pretty more long. DLC. Me too.
0: All right, City, what do you got?
1: Uh, my number eight is uh, Splinter Cell Conviction.
0: Oh. Uh, I picked this
1: up not too long ago. I don't know if it's going to be on other people's lists, but uh, I got it on a $10 sale.
3: Crazy. Just perfect. crazy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, I loved it. It was a really nice uh, improvement on the series, I thought. I had played all the other Splinter Cell games before this, uh, except for maybe Double Agent. Maybe I played a bit Yeah,
3: of I only game. played Double Agent briefly.
1: And uh but I thought everything they did with like the lighting mechanics and changing it to be from more of like a "Are you in the light or are you not?" to sort of like "Are you hidden uh, and they they didn't just do it based on a light meter, they actually changed the whole screen to to black and white if you were hidden or not. I thought it really helped portray the game better, and just like the storytelling aspects was sort of like those uh, projected videos while you're interacting with someone really. Really, were a nice step forward, and and uh, I never played
3: the multiplayer, which I hear is one of the best parts of the game. Uh, but I still liked it a lot, and, would, and we should do that up, Hawk. I might as well jump in; it's my number seven. Uh-oh. So and and, and and Skip Dwyer's eight. I'll take. Well, it. Well, we'll get to it, but <laughs> like it just streamlined everything. Like it wasn't complicated at all, the stealth aspects, but it wasn't shallow either. Do you know what I mean? Like there's all the lighting stuff, trap stuff. You know, yeah, cover I, systems, but none of it feels cumbersome. And
1: yeah, I got caught a couple times, but never to the point of extreme frustration where I wanted to quit. Like you know, I had to redo a couple levels here and there. Yeah, uh, like a few times, but it, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't I didn't feel like the game was cheating me or anything like that. Uh, it, it, I n- I never ran into that situation like that.
3: Yeah, like super polished, everything about it, like the presentation, all the like the cover stuff, like telling you where to go, what to do, what's available to you, yeah, and, like, AI, especially I'm with stealth games yeah, like especially with stealth games and stuff, it's like I'm sure they have an optimal path in mind or a couple optimal paths, and until you find it, you're kind of screwed, and a lot of times finding it is the tough part, and yeah. I don't what? think that was the case with this game at all, executing was the challenge the way it should yeah. be.
1: Yeah, the only thing, I I do kind of like the stealth aspect. Like, I guarantee if you were to go back and play, well, I know they're coming out with the HD games, uh, but if you play, like, the first Splinter Cell compared to this one, it's, like, it's completely different. This one, you could almost go through and run and gun the whole way. Whereas if you run and gun in the in the first one, you'd probably be dead in, in two minutes.
2: I did like it, play that game, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it puts a lot more emphasis on the stealth aspect and trying to avoid people, whereas this one is, like, yeah, you can avoid people, but most likely you're going to have to shoot a bunch of people on the way.
3: But in the same thing, I did find the first one, the first few in the series, like much more cumbersome. Yeah. Like trying yeah. to do you things. be a lot and, more patient. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, okay, so my number eight is a game I just got around to playing this past month, which is uh, Vanquish. Ooh. I just played that as well. And, uh, I, you know, this is obviously one that kind of has been overlooked a little bit so far because it came out during the the holiday rush or whatever and uh i think the name sounds a little generic but uh basically it's it's i would describe it as like a japanese version of gears of war like it's it's a third person shooter with like a cover mechanic but you're fighting giant mech robots and Mm -hmm. it's very hyper like just the speed at which you move there's a mechanic where you can slide along the ground really fast uh, to get from like point to point, and uh, you're just like you're wearing sort of like a smaller mech suit, I guess it is. And uh, I just had a ton of fun with it. The story and like the voice acting and stuff is pretty bad, pretty cheesy. But <laughs> in some ways, it's kind yeah, of yeah. It wasn't like, as bad as I thought. Like I had heard that too, but. It, it was. It kind of fits the game. Yeah, it was kind of fun in a way. Like, there's one guy who's with you for most of the missions, and he's, like, this just really big, muscular, like, military hunk. guy. He's a hunk. Yeah, and he just... <laughs> Dreamboat, if he's you will. He's just, like, hilariously cliched. And, uh yeah, I mean, I think this is a game that probably, you know, sometime this year it'll probably get marked down, and people will start to discover it. And it's a little short, too. I haven't finished it, but I'm pretty close to the end. And... uh you know, whatever, that's okay by me, but I know that bothers some people. So, that's my number eight.
2: Sounds like I would love that game because I crushed Gears of War 2. Like, I've logged so many hours on horde mode in that game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, f- I, f- I finished uh, co-op, like, only one time. Like, the game, the story, once, just because my friend Joe, like, basically said, hey, let's play and get the story. I didn't care at all. I was just, like, I was horde mode all the way. And so I love that kind of shit. So I'm sure I would like that game. Actually,
3: there's none of that in Vanquish, though. It's <laughs> it's only a single, just a single just a, player.
2: But I mean, the whole con, like get the Gears of War game style. On Coke. I love that
3: Gears of War on Coke in Japan, basically. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it is good, and, I, and I,
2: I don't have a problem with shooting giant robots either. That sounds yeah. pretty fun. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we did my number seven, uh, Huck. you're... yep. Uh, my number seven might be a little off the board, but I'm going cool. with uh, Goldeneye for the
1: Wii. Oh, uh, I haven't really seen this on any boards or any lists, kind of like Dwyer was saying with Fable 3 uh, but I actually got into it I found some controls that worked for me with the Wiimote and uh, I think they did a really good job, I mean they there's the obvious limitations of the Wii with like the number of guys on the screen and the effects and uh, there were some issues I had that I talked about in another podcast with the standard cables but uh i got into it i really liked it i i and i think uh it's really kind of flown under the radar and once again i haven't played the multiplayer but uh so i'm basing it simply on the single player but they did a really good job with the mechanics um i thought i thought everything they added and everything they smoothed out uh really worked well
0: yeah well it's it's not on my list but um it's an honorable mention for me and it's i mean it's definitely the best bond game i've played in quite a while and i mean i haven't played the last two or so that have come out i I didn't play bloodstone this year either but um yeah i mean aside from the fact that it's you know a really good looking shooter on the wii uh i still think it's an amazing game beyond that so
3: i played the multiplayer briefly haven't played single player and i wasn't very impressed so the multiplayer,
0: definitely... the Definitely doesn't those, look too good. The visuals suffer <laughs> big time. Sure. But I love yeah. the fact that they at least offer the option to play four-player split-screen if you want. Um,
1: were you guys doing four or two? Uh,
0: I think we were doing three at one point. Four. Were we doing four? Oh, yeah. Um, so what, what are we on? Number seven? Yeah.
1: Seven. Yeah.
0: All right. So my number seven um, is a great year for platformers on the Wii right mm-hmm. sure was you already mentioned donkey kong country returns i wonder what he's gonna say <laughs> i really want to know what he's gonna say actually <laughs> i didn't play enough of super mario galaxy 2 to put it on my list i know a lot of people love it i will get to it at some point but i you know i think the one thing i'll say about that game from what i played of it is it did seem just like more of the first and i really like the first one and I thought it was a really creative game, but I'm going with Kirby's Epic Yarn for ni- my number seven. And, uh, you know, aside from the fact that they may have borrowed a little bit from Little Big Planet, I think this is one of the most original games of the year. And the visuals are awesome. The fabric world that they've created is just a joy to behold. <laughs> and, uh, sounds delightful. It's just like it's just easy to pick up and play. Like I like Donkey Kong Country Returns as well, but I found myself going back to Kirby More just because it was easy to just jump in and play it. There's some stuff in it that I could do without, like you have like a house that you can decorate and all this kind of stuff. You know, you don't have to do any of that if you don't really want to, but um yeah, it's definitely out of all the ones on the Wii, this this is my favorite of the year. And it
3: is my number 6 game of the year. Oh my, so, leading right into it. So you like you did like this more just, than Donkey just Kong. a joy to play. Yeah. You know you pick it up. I don't feel like. You know I'm a collector and like a, a completionist by nature. So when I'm playing a level, I'm trying like it's kind of get the key. The goal for completionist is to get all the gems, right, or jewels. I, I don't know what they call it, but right. Like you just kind of do that instinctually, and you want to collect them and. Like it's not too hard and it's not too easy. It's just like a perfect balance there, and you know you can
0: replaying the levels for that is fun. Uh, yeah, well, like I was saying before, you you basically can't die in the game, yeah. but when you get hit, you lose. You gems. feel like you, you, yeah, it's disappointing,
3: right? Like, yeah, might not be for everyone who cares about like collecting stuff for, you know, getting one hundred percent in games, but. Or playing games that are, you know, not meant for seven year olds.
2: <laughs> well, see, that's the other thing with this game is I think it. I fucking it, hate Mario. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I watch my friends play. This Galaxy. guy's gotta
3: go, man. I, I,
2: gotta I've go. seen my friends playing Galaxy. I'm like, are you shitting me right now? Like, okay, I get it. And he's like, oh no, man, I'm anything, anything Mario. I'm for life, for life. And I'm just like, I just shudder. But then again, I play Warcraft, so I can't really, you know.
0: Well, but I think... I just don't find it fun. I think you have a a good point there. Like, I think there's a lot of Nintendo diehards that will just play anything Nintendo. Yeah, definitely. But I think the thing with this Kirby game, it does look like it's, you know, something a little bit childish, but it's super fun and super creative. And, I I mean, it's a platformer, so it's like it's a game format that we all know we all can just easily jump into. You
2: guys definitely made it sound delightful, so, I mean, if I had a Wii
3: and... Dax. Yeah. When you draw... Yes. What do you draw? Cute little characters. Yeah, you They're draw fuzzy like, and warm. Kitty cartoons, man. <laughs> like right, I do. who's like what's one of you like ins- like inspiration wise animating what do you love? Like what did you love growing up? Disney. What do you still love? Disney anime porn. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's for kids too. How come that's anime okay but anime porn is not
2: <laughs> for kids? You no, know, Disney stuff and <sighs> No, I know. I, and and I was I was just throwing out my my Mario Galaxies, you know, rant, but uh, I if you guys are uh, you know, impr- impressed with this game, then I'm sure I would be too. Unfortunately, I wish I had come with more knowledge of all these games you guys are talking about because they sound <laughs> fucking good, and, well, and I'd like point. to see them. Yeah, I'd like to see them. So, I mean, I'll take Mario you guys word for it. The
3: Mario Galaxy games are incredible.
2: I know a lot of like, people would string me up and crush my nuts for. I
3: may that, do but. just that after the show, <laughs> <laughs> but you're my ride right home. So like, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs>
1: I also missed Epic Yarn. Actually, I'm bunch of the games on this list I didn't get to play this year, and uh, Epic Yarn was one of them. I kind of missed it. I wish I uh, had time. Same with DK uh, Country Returns. But uh, am I up for six? Or
3: is? Yep, yeah. Believe so. Okay. Yep.
1: <laughs> so this is where I start to get excited about my list. Oh, God. Oh, here it is. This is where I get... He's excited. at
3: 3 o'clock. <laughs> so,
1: my number six is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I uh, I play this game uh, just this past uh, month and I really I loved Assassin's Creed 2 I didn't really expect much from Assassin's Creed Brotherhood I actually didn't even really want to play it uh, because just I thought it was going to be a bunch of the same of Assassin's Creed 2 but when I loaded it up it was like I was right back in Assassin's Creed 2 uh, felt like it was the same game but in a good way like everything about the game was improved nothing, nothing really stood out as a problem to me it uh, I just, I just loved it. I dove in. I, I like died in like Dax with the World of Warcraft. I mean, I played this game straight for a bunch of hours and. Uh, you and can't put yourself on my it.
2: level, bud, unless unless you have actual hours, actual totals, because <laughs> days, I can yeah. days, I, I can days. do a slash time on my motherfucking account, <laughs> and you, and it'll bury your Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, yeah, buddy. I played,
1: I played probably as much Assassin's Creed as Dax played World of Warcraft last night, but <laughs> there you go. Uh, there. <laughs> But at the same time, it was amazing. Like I loved it a lot. I think the uh, story was weaker overall for the Brotherhood game. But uh, once again, I didn't play multiplayer. Big surprise. And uh, but I still loved it. I still thought it was a great game.
3: Yeah, I finally fired it up uh, a week and a half ago, I think. And I really liked it too. It didn't make my top ten most. The thing I don't like about this game the most is the stuff outside the Animus. Oh, like yeah. there isn't a lot of that, but even just its Especially existence. In this
1: one actually, in this one, they didn't really have anything.
3: But at the beginning, there is quite a bit, and like, like the one girl, the operator girl. Mm. Oh, she's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and like the guy, the other guy that's like the the nerd tech. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I just I just remember him from two,
2: and I just know that it's enough. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine if he's even in the sequel, then yeah, I, I would hate it.
3: But sure. I really like. I thought the combat's even better this time, like some yeah. of the execution streaks and stuff like that like that's awesome
1: the, the shout out to Brian Lee right there
3: yeah, maybe nice <laughs> Let's it's because it. it's' uh, it's amazing like uh well, probably my favorite thing in like that's new in the game um I'm not a huge fan of the the Borgia towers, particularly yeah like the ones that flee. Yeah, and it's really annoying. Like, like if you get hit and you know you don't have your horse, well, st- start over on that one. Come back in a bit. But yeah, yeah. I actually really like the uh, the the dens. I guess I can't remember the exact name right now. Where like the oh, well, you know what? I actually the, didn't the w- do any of those. Oh, really? I love those. Yeah. They're like really. I love platforming, and they're really heavy on platforming and. Yeah. Uh, they
1: had those kind of secret places in Assassin's Creed 2 as well.
3: The tombs? Yeah. yeah. These ones were really good. Like although I've played a few of them so far and I love them. So Yeah, I'm definitely that's probably I'll probably finish that in the next week or two. So definitely a lot of fun.
2: So you guys didn't find it. I mean, I played it really quick the other day on PS3. And I kind of felt that maybe the controls were a bit floatier. Did you find
3: it was no different at all? No, kind of the same to me, what and I was used to. Yeah, to. okay.
2: Because, I don't know, maybe it's just because it was a PS3 controller versus what I'm used to on an Xbox. Yeah, but. see,
3: PS3 sucks.
1: Oh, easy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, Why don't you go play your Commodore, bud? <laughs> the story, right?
1: Yeah, how do you I fe- found it was a little lacking.
3: Like, how do you feel about the, like, I don't know, though, the whole world implications like this is something as a movie i would compare tron where they try to take the story from like in these animus type things and expose it to you know it's a danger to all mankind yeah kind of like tron with people escaping from tron and it has effects to the world like i think there could be a case for like keeping the story just in the animus like i don't think
1: actually did you know what like you know how at the end of every like chapter you can kind of leave the animus or actually at any time? Yeah. Did you ever find anything outside of the animus?
3: I did find the one required thing to get an achievement. Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> one of <laughs> five, <laughs> five possible ones. But for was there, for, there for there the uh, stuff
1: out there, I could Yeah, find there's I, I think
3: there's five collectibles and then you have to check your email for another achievement so oh, okay. I, I, I I made sure I covered one. those That's bases.
1: Right. I was like I didn't understand the point of having that. Because I would leave and then go walk around, and they'd be like, "Come back in ten minutes or whatever the hell that bitch would tell you," and I couldn't find anything. And really, the only thing out there is uh, to find
3: some collectibles for your achievements. Yeah. I, I believe so. I, I could be wrong. Like I said, I haven't, uh, I haven't finished it yet. So, uh, but see, for yes, me, I find really like that. Like... Sorry,
1: go so, ahead. Nope, go.
2: I just find that with like I'm going back to two because it's my only my barometer for this. But I mean. Like I agree that like when they kick you out of the animus, all you want to do is get back in yeah. because that's the fun part. And it's, that was actually almost a good part about two is that we're from, I didn't, well I played assassins one actually, but for two they really kind of hit on that was this whole kind of like, no, get me jacked back in. I want to play some more. Right. So it was kind of like the matrix. It was really kind of, you know, got you in. So when you were listening to these speeches and stuff outside of it, you were like, no, hurry up. I just want to go back. And that was kind of cool. Cause then when you got in, it was like a lot more fun. So, I guess maybe that's why they were doing that, but then at the same time, they thought maybe for people like Frank, they would throw an achievement or so in there to get to to make it not as painful or something. maybe I don't know
3: I don't know I yeah. love the one thing I do love about this game, and more games need to do this. I don't know why they don't <clears throat> is like having collectibles tracked on a map, yes, and yeah. I don't know why there's like I don't know if it's just they don't have time to do it or what, but I mean it's a chore. most people just end up using guides anyway. You don't yeah, have That to is true. Just give us the option to turn it off if yeah, you don't want it. That's true, yeah. I agree. But, like... And even the fact that... There's no reason not to have that. And and you know what? You don't even need the option to turn it off. If you don't
1: want that stuff, just don't buy the treasure map or whatever that tells you where they
3: are. Right. Well, there the are... So, there are before Even before you have the treasure map, there are some things that... Like if I you're... That yeah, that show up if you're close enough to it.
1: Right. Okay. Well, that's still fine. Whatever. Yeah. But... Uh, just like the other little things, like hiding the, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but in the second one, they were like the little 16 puzzle pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, when yeah. you like scan that kind the... of stuff around, yeah, is amazing. And, you know, I don't, obviously, I don't collect all the feathers and that stuff, but, uh, finding the money laying around, which helps you, like in the treasure chests, uh, being able to just, you know, run around. And, and I felt like in number two, they had the mechanic where you kind of like built up your city. In this I one, like well, for Dax, you kind of built up Rome as a whole. Oh, okay. It's kind of like the whole town is is uh, in disrepair, mm-hmm. and you need to like build up your quadrants. And I thought that was really good how they tied that in, where you know you make the place look better, and you also get rewards for doing it. I think if you, you know, yeah. build all the blacksmiths, you get a discount from the store and stuff like that. So there's there's that incentive to do it. There's actually a gameplay like a good gameplay mechanic built into that
2: so real quick and to finish it off real quick what happened how good was the intro scene where you bombed the castle or the castle was getting bombed your your, your villa was it good, good. I mean I remember, seeing good. The, I remember seeing the E3 demos yeah, of it it's, and, and it's, I was yeah
3: a, it's pretty it's decent is it good yeah
2: okay cool so it wasn't it's just a good it's place
3: beginning. to start the game too because like the villa was such a big part of the second one yeah, like, yeah, to see yeah. that again like it really like gets you back in the world again that's cool right? that's cool
1: yeah yeah, no, it was good. I thought the very, very beginning where they're like training you to use the cannon was a little slow, especially if you missed a couple times. Mm. Yeah. But uh, once it got going to the scene, it added a pretty good uh, pace to it and everything. It was it was well done. Yeah, I want
0: sure. to
2: play that for sure.
0: So I have yet to play an Assassin's Creed game. Oh what? brother, you're missing out, man. So where do I start? Should I start with two?
2: I would say two. One yeah, one is good. One was really good at the time, like awesome at the time. But I it definitely was clunky. One is
0: not to try
1: to do everything do the bare minimum
2: yeah i didn't even I finish like one but i played that a lot like when i find a game that i like i sit and i play the shit out of that game and uh with one i did the, that very thing and um i remember it was like the third time going back to jerusalem or something. like you know you kind of went in, in rotation with that game like it, you finished one city and then went to the second the third and then back to the first one by the time i got to back second jerusalem i was just like okay enough of this game but i did really really like it like that's it was really awesome but for gameplay and stuff like that and and ease and the fun factor kind of jumped in in two i would say that's a good place to start for sure in my opinion i don't know what you yeah, guys
1: think.
0: definitely i agree okay uh so we on to mind number six i think uh, so yep all right so um people are probably going to start to realize I've got a few downloadable indie-type titles on my list. Uh, My number six is Limbo, which, when it came out, was a pretty big deal. It seemed like everybody was, you know, proclaiming it as, like, this amazing, artsy indie game. And when I started playing it, I thought it was going to be a masterpiece. And then, in the end, it didn't quite live up to what I thought it was going to be. But it was still a pretty awesome game and um yeah i mean i think definitely it's one of the top uh <coughs> top downloadable games of the year and if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet you should because i mean it's I it's a platformer with puzzles but it's it's got this really cool sort of black and white art style to it and it's got a great atmosphere and uh you know whether or not there is a story there it kind of is there but you know it's it depends what you want to read into it i guess but I kind of like that about it. So uh,
1: I haven't played this game yet. Is it only
3: on uh, 360?
0: I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it may not even actually be considered an indie game because I'm pretty sure Microsoft like
1: gave them a ton of money.
0: Yeah, something like that. So. Um.
3: So number five. All right, number five for me is God of War Three. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I uh I love this game. I tore right through it. I love the series. I overhyped everything about this game. <laughs> Tell this us is about, it, about it, bud. D- Tell us D- about D- it. Is there for- I love the forge. <laughs> the forge. The forge with the guy <laughs> Rip <ripped> Torn's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about The Forge. And I built that thing up to Epic proportions Yeah And it let it Let everyone down
2: <laughs> Absolutely can I, can I jump in here Real quick With a real quick story Yeah We're out getting Juiced one night Right at a bar St. Patrick's St. Day St. Patrick's Day Right so <laughs> GG everybody We're all there And this guy Frank is like Oh my god It got war Just come out Forge, you guys haven't even seen it. Because I was talking about, with Gigi, the stuff I'd seen. The first fight where you're fighting, like I think, uh, the, the first Titan. On the back of Gaia. Which is amazing. Yeah, I it's mean, it's awesome. amazing. And I was blown away. I was like, shit, this game looks like a lot of fun. I was actually tempted to buy a PS3 for this game, right? So we're talking about all that. And then this guy pipes in, Frank over here. But you guys haven't seen the forge; it's unbelievable. <laughs> and so, Gigi, he was literally—he hadn't got there yet. He was like right outside the doors of the forge, right. So we ended up getting back there. Got there yet this time? Late at night. Late at night. It was like we just had our pizza. We're juiced on the couch. Frank's like, "Let me fire up the forge." <laughs> Turns it on, and literally, we're all like waiting for like you know the apocalypse to roll in on your character, and you got to fight everything off. And it was literally a cutscene of you talking to a giant guy.
0: And, he, and we go. That's, it is pretty cool, though. I have to admit, I'm kind of with Frank <laughs> on this one. Okay, but it
2: was just over. Uh, it was the we laughed so hard. It was it was the best. Was I the mean, best. See, I was
0: I, I was a little I
1: confused because you guys I, when that started playing. So I came back, and when I got to the forge, I waited for like two hours of playing after to th- look for something.
2: <laughs> that was awesome. Oh man, yeah. I kind what of thought there
0: was actually going to be combat or something there, but you know.
3: And I think this game would even been higher for, <laughs> higher for me, but. The ending really kind of fell flat for me. Oh, like, really? The whole that's like a monochromatic portion, or so, I, it, as best I can remember, and shades of like Max Payne blood trails. I don't know if you remember that at all when you it's had to a walk. Lot of blood. Yeah. No, but do you remember when you had to walk on Max Payne one? There was that part where you had to like tiptoe on these blood trails in a maze. Oh yeah, I do. The most annoying. Yeah, thing that was ever. terrible. Yeah, and it wasn't annoying like that, but it was just kind of like it was sparse and it kind of felt. Un- climactic for like the end of the game but that's the only real thing i have against this game can i put max Payne in my top 10
2: <laughs> that game number was five. amazing number five
0: <laughs> all right uh doc city your number five
1: uh my number five was uh frank's number eight costume quest wow. right up there speaking of downloadable titles uh yeah i just finished off the the grubbins on ice uh dlc and, man, they do not disappoint. It was short. I finished it in one sitting, but it was the exact perfect amount I wanted. It wasn't too long, wasn't too short, basically what Frank had said already. And, uh, yeah, just amazing game. Amazing game. Everyone should, should download it.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to jump in with my number five, which is uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Ooh. Are they still making games for that? Well, Here's, this is a little different, Dax. This is the thing. I'm not even a big Tomb Raider fan. I think I've played the first and second one a little bit, mm-hmm. but that's it.
2: Like, me too. That's all And I
0: think. I think a lot of people have lost interest in this series, you know, over the last couple of games especially, because they haven't been so great. But this one is uh, it's like a top-down kind of, um, I don't know what you call it. It's almost like, di- yeah, it's almost like Diablo, but... Mm-hmm um basically you you have you can control uh Lara Croft or Totec whoever this guy is all right and uh like you basically both have different abilities and like it's awesome for co-op like i played through the whole game with Alicia actually and we just had a blast with it um so it's like you know one person can not needs to get up to a certain area and like the the one guy can throw spears in the wall that Lara Croft can climb up on the spear Or she has, like, a a grappling hook that she can use to pull him up to other areas. And it's, like, just a lot of great level design. And, uh, you know, the one problem with this game is that there were some glitches early on. We kind of talked about that a few episodes ago. And they've patched it since then. I haven't, like, I got the latest update and finished the game this past month and didn't have any more issues with it. And when it launched, it also didn't have co-op on Xbox Live. Now it does. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite games of the year. I just couldn't get enough of it. Uh, And, you know, if you have been kind of staying away from it because you kind of lost touch with Tomb Raider for whatever reason, this is totally something new and different and uh, well worth your downloadable cash. Yeah, it would be my number 11, I think. Yeah. If it was 11. Yeah. This
3: is on my two-download list. All right. Number four already, eh? Yeah. Uh, Halo Reach nice i like i was a doubter going into this i'd kind of had my fill of halo i replayed odst before this and i was like man i don't get it right i was like this is not fun anymore Mm -hmm. but reach brought brought it back brought the thunder brought it with thunder and (laughs) (laughs) jetpacks like everything about (laughs) it it was i was hooked on the campaign so many unique moments backgrounds are amazing I've touched on before. I love the wildlife editions. Uh, <laughs> the little the birds, things yeah. that run around. I <laughs> oh, fucking love it. Mo- Moas, I think they're called. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just know I shoot them.
3: <laughs> but love firefight. Love. I haven't played too much actual multiplayer, but it's good. I so. intend to one of these days. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah,
0: it is also my number four. <laughs> well, so uh, it's my we're number on.
3: Number
1: four to get. <laughs>
0: We're, we're on the same wavelength there. Um, I guess, you know, I, I've played a bit of multiplayer since we reviewed it and had a lot of fun with that as well. But I think, you know, it always comes down to, like, these kinds of games, they offer so much. And, like, I don't think there's been a shooter on a console that's had as much content as this. I mean, I don't know, maybe some of the Call of Duty games. I haven't uh, haven't played Black Ops, but... Um, yeah, it was just, and I agree. I thought I was kind of done with Halo, but it's it's amazing. And you can't teabag in Black Ops.
2: <laughs> you can is, teabag the shit out of people in Halo. Will you teabag?
0: That's the one big advantage it's of when Halo. When you
2: crouch on somebody, when you've killed them, you crouch on them. <laughs>
0: Dax is like our multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's true. I don't do anything but multiplayer. It's because if I play Xbox, it's usually at Joe's and we, we go live and we do like, you know.
0: And you just teabag people.
2: Well, I don't because I cause I, su- I get teabagged. I suck at <laughs> Halo. I'm all right. horrible at He yells at the t- all,
1: the, all the young kids. And
2: yeah. That's good times.
1: And then teabags that <laughs> All right. Huck City number four. I just like to say I tried to find a copy of Halo Reach for, like, the last three weeks and uh, couldn't find a good enough deal on a copy. But 30, It was thirty four
3: ninety nine Boxing week. week, dude. What are you waiting for? It was busy. <laughs> Got to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Online, Anyways, my dude. number four is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, four? <laughs> what? <number> four. <laughs> Uh, I This was higher This I actually had this at number 2 uh, Actually like right before this show And I started thinking about it And you know I Thinking back the only thing that really Stood out in my mind about this game I mean the gameplay was good The gameplay was top notch But the only thing that really gripped me in this game Was the ending uh, I skipped almost every cutscene up to the beginning Or up to the end I found that all the cutscenes were long and boring, and they didn't really keep me interested. Wow, I got to go help some crazy guy dig up a grave? Like, that's not interesting to me.
0: Um, interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah. The gameplay is It's no trick-or-treating,
3: was- that's for sure. What's that? It's no trick-or-treating. No, it is definitely... <laughs> that's true. for sure. But yet it's higher than the trick-or-treating. <laughs> I know. I just-
1: uh, but, I mean, the gameplay itself, the horse mechanics shooting everything 's top notch about the game. Uh, the missions are pretty well pretty well designed. Uh, I like the hunting aspect going to find like little things
3: uh, collectibles I love hunting uh, like, uh, the cities the I thought you. were
1: a good size, not too big, uh, just like you know ten houses per per city or whatever perfect size and um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that, because I'm sure it's uh, you guys will have something to say about it, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> All right. Um, so, me? Number three? Number three, yeah. All right. Super
3: Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> I no, hate I Super fucking Mario love Mario. that
2: game. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> now, it probably would have been number one, but it, like you said, now, I don't think it's quite as bad as you said. They introduce a lot of new mechanics, and a lot of new things, and it's delightful, just delightful to play. <laughs> but it is kind of more of the same. So, but like these games are lessons in game design. Like uh, everyone who makes games, I'm looking at you, Dax. Should I, play the Mario <laughs> games specifically. You know what? I
2: agree with you. It's true. They, they are very sound and very. I mean, they're they're the they're games so they are for th- a reason. They're I agree so
3: tight. That. Like they're. I don't know. They're always fun. I, I My biggest thing when I play today's video games, I say this phrase so much, and it fucking drives me nuts. I'll be playing, I'll be so frustrated, and I will say this, who thought yourself. this was... No, I'll say it out loud. <laughs> my, my neighbors might hear it. <laughs> who thought this was fun? Like, who was making this game and was like, this is fun? Because that's what it's supposed to be about. And, like, Mario is all about that. I never get frustrated playing Mario. It's... Perfect difficulty. Now there is some stuff at the very end that's difficult, but in a good way, like a challenging. Like you got to be tits at Mario to beat this stuff. So or six. <laughs> no six year old could even come, <laughs> come close.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just amazing games. The one thing I'll say about like the Mario games, the three D Mario games, like I I know. A lot of people think mario 64 is like this amazing uh milestone in gaming and i guess it is in a way because i mean that and and zelda kind of introduced the whole like mm-hmm. zed targeting and like having the camera rotate behind just, your player yeah, like, and all just yeah just think of, of what think of the foresight
3: of shigeru miyamoto with the c buttons that were designed to rotate your camera Right. Like, now point. we have a whole... What? <laughs> now we have a whole... Like,
0: that's pretty much the right stick now.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, that, and
0: I... That's like, insane. I agree from a technical standpoint, these games were breakthroughs. But I haven't had as much fun with Mario ever since it went to three dimensions. I much prefer the 2D platformers and loved the new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii when that came out More than Mario week. Galaxy?
3: Well... Look me in the eye. Right. He's I looking me in the eye. I haven't
0: played enough... Of the mario galaxies to say for sure but you know i'll give mario no Galaxy Galaxy, he looked
2: the way i saw it
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're very creative games but I, I something about like you know the whole thing with mario is like you you jump on enemies heads and doing that in 3d is just sometimes frustrating i find
3: spin attack they changed it, dude. Get used to it. You don't jump anymore, you spin. Yeah, and then you gotta you gotta wiggle stuff. Just like your problem with Donkey but Kong But no, it's, it's Mario is the one game that does it right. Yeah. And like just wiggling
1: is not the same as blowing. The
3: accentuation <laughs> of like the like the pointing device is kind of optional in a way, but still like incredibly addicting, like trying to collect like the the stars with the corner. Yeah, I, I don't know why I can't Remember what they're called? Stars, I guess. Stars, Star I Bits. Star Bits. <laughs> they're bits, Dwight. They're bits. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're amazing. Fuck. So good. I'm going to go and play And yet it. it's only your number three. Only because of originality. Mm-hmm. And
0: See, that's an interesting question. It, I mean, like... It does, was a showdown for the top three. I, th- I considered it for my number one. Like, is a solid sequel to an already great game franji- franchise... Like, should it be penalized for that? I mean... I don't know. I feel like I always want to, you know, single out the things that are innovative and new. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes that. You, uh, sometimes that. How do you matter. improve on perfection? It's not their fault. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, uh, Huck. Your number three.
1: Uh, my number three is God of War Three. Hmm. Uh, I had this a little lower, probably around five, actually. Uh, right before we went on again, I switched it up. And uh, I just, I, I started remembering, uh, every, like, this game was, what, in February? This is quite a while ago uh, this game came out. And I just felt like from the graphics to the, the gameplay to the sheer scale of the enemies, uh, this game had it all. And, and they just delivered on almost everything. I, I agree with Frank that the story was definitely weaker in this one. Definitely the weakest storyline, uh, God of War game. But I, I thought that the end boss was pretty memorable in just, like, his difficulty, actually. I had a, I had a bit of trouble with him. And okay. I think that just made it not to, b-
3: not to make a joke. <clears throat> what was the end boss <laughs> again? Like, are we uh, talking about six? the... Like, are we talking about, like, the almost... Uh, the Mortal... Like, it was, like, a, almost a 2D yeah, yeah. fighter portion? Yeah, yeah that fight. was awesome. Yeah. I just want to yeah, make sure okay. that I'm not... Because you said it was the most memorable, and it sounds like I'm making a backhanded joke, but... I wasn't. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Zeus kind of Mortal Kombat fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just saw it. You know, they just innovated on everything. Some parts were a little slow. I think that I I, I haven't played in a while, but the uh, I think I remember that like sort of puzzle level uh, where you're kind of in the cube, being a little slow, and having I, oh I the labyrinth. The uh, labyrinth? yeah, it might have been the labyrinth being a little slow but other than that uh the game was great i liked it i thought i think that team as a whole really has the action genre down pat with all their animation like dax can probably appreciate the
0: animation yeah it's pretty Uh,
1: they got going They, they got it down pat
0: all right so uh i'm gonna go in the complete opposite direction for my number three I'm um, going with the little indie game that I just uh, started playing. Let me
1: guess. Oh, never mind. Go on.
0: What were you going to say?
1: I, I was going to say probably your number one. <laughs> so no. just go on.
0: No, I don't think you were. Does this uh, uh, does this game begin with a V? It begins and ends with a V. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought. So uh, the game is called V. v, 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 v. <laughs> The letter V six times. <laughs> uh, and I'm guessing a lot of people haven't heard of it. I've been kind of talking about it a bit on Twitter, and I posted about it on my, my blog. I heard about this at the very beginning of the year, kind of forgot about it, and somehow uh, with all the Steam sales that were going on, uh, I downloaded a bunch of games, and I bought a pack that happened to have this game in it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remembered. I wanted to try that. Loaded it up and was completely... Hooked on this game, and it's it's the graphics are Commodore sixty four style, so you know oh, I'm gonna like that. High. the The soundtrack is like you know chip tune, eight bit music. What do you expect? You know I'm gonna like that.
3: It's literally <laughs> so like it's cupping
0: it's cupping Dwi's balls and stroking <laughs> the shot simultaneously. But the thing is, the thing that I thought was amazing about this game was the level design. Like the the whole mechanic. It's basically a platformer. But the only mechanic in the game is you can flip from being on the ground to being on the ceiling. And so you have to do that as you maneuver through these levels, but the way they use that is like it's yeah. crazy.
3: I remember being stuck at one part early on, and I actually had to like look up what to do. And I saw what it was, and I'm like, fuck, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, like it's there's just n- the simplest things like that and there's numerous moments where you're kinda like Okay, what the hell do I do? And then all of a sudden, you get it, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like it, it reminded me of Portal in that way, where it's like it's using one mechanic, but just constantly adding onto it in these really creative ways. Um, and you know, like it, it's a fairly short game, but hey, it's made by one guy, so that's pretty Very impressive. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so there you go. It's my number three, and I think everyone should check it out because it's awesome. It is good. I want to play it some more.
3: Number two for me, Mass Effect Two. Oh, no surprise there. This was almost my number one, and like when this game came out, I played it nonstop until I beat it. Like I beat it in I think three days. And I I remember you talking about that. Yeah, and I did everything. I was up to like five eight. Yeah, I I remember that. Playing this game, and I was just hooked. Like. And the reason why I separated from Mario Galaxy 2 is just it improved on everything from the first game. Except maybe for me was simplifying some of the stats and RPG stuff. I actually liked it in the first one. It was a little too broad in, in this one, but it doesn't like ruin the game by any means. But um, their like dialogue story, character design is just Amazing. Like through the roof. Like when I think of what they do compared to what sci fi movies do, I think they're better. And that's, like, rare in this industry a lot of the times. Like, the the alien models and races and species, like, you know, you think that's something where if you're creative and, you know, kind of into sci-fi, you could do that easily. But I don't think it is that easy, and I don't think a lot of them are that impressive. But everyone they create is impressive. And not only that, the way they, I, I guess, humanize all these different races to make them feel like they're, like... Living, breathing races is just incredible. So like you're saying le-
2: visually, you not a single one. Like you're blown away by every single one of these races. That yeah, they bring up? De- absolutely.
3: They're all cool. believable. Yeah, like, it's Im- <laughs> it feels like you're there for hmm. sure. Yeah, it's incredibly immersive. Like the mechanics are so much tighter this time around. Uh, like the shooting and cover system. Um, I, I'm going to play it again. Uh, I just bought all the DLC. I tried. I wanted to get to it before I made my top ten list, but. Just too much stuff to play, so um, I don't know. I'm actually, I can't wait to play it again. It's just,
1: and I'll say very soon two, I will, which is Mass Effect Two as well. Nice,
0: no surprise uh, there. <laughs>
1: yeah, actually, uh, I'm. So, I haven't actually finished this game yet, and it's still number two. That's how good it is. Uh, I just, I love Mass Effect One, and the only thing I really didn't like about this game was I felt like. The inventory system was almost a little too basic. Yeah. I didn't really understand. Like, almost like when you get a new weapon, the only way you know it's better is because it's lower down the list. And, you know, there's no real stat. It doesn't really tell you, you know, hey, pick this weapon instead. Uh, That was the only thing I didn't really like. The one thing I really, really like about this game is the... uh, Frank probably likes this too because it involves achievements. But getting uh, a guy... on your side and to trust you involves doing like a mission for him, and I felt like those missions are so well done uh, that it really adds a lot to the side characters and it just brings the whole sort of like team and like uh, mission together as a whole that you have that background story of each guy. Uh, did you find that Frank
3: yeah, I like those a lot i I would say the only thing that isn 't that great about this game is the the mining mini game
1: yeah that is a. Little it gets scary. a little cumbersome. cumbersome
0: yeah i agree so do you guys both think that it's better than mass effect 1 a, m- a million times yes
3: i wouldn't say a million but it's <laughs> half a million times <laughs>
1: i haven't although i did play mass effect 1 through i think six
3: times yeah and, so did i
1: <laughs> and i haven't i have played mass effect 2 yeah, a single time so i'm sure once i play that through six times yeah. i'll have changed I,
3: I think from what i remember though like if they took all the the features and systems that they added into, and they remade one with that, I think I would like one better story wise.
1: Yeah, one I found one story was so immersive, and this one, uh, it seems more just like the only thing I don't like about this one is it seems more just like right off the bat, it's like okay, go get some dudes, and then you go get all your dudes, and then that's basically where I am. I'm still getting dudes. <laughs> really like, you know i've got like eight guys and
3: i'm still going to get more and there hasn't keep really finding guys. dudes at least <laughs> yeah. you're not blowing dudes <laughs> i'm
1: not blowing dudes i'm just getting them.
3: just locking them up
2: so would you guys say for someone who may not have played any of the games in this series that i should start <laughs> at number two or do you need the story of number one
3: you should probably start at one yeah or i would say solid. one i think you'd like it a lot as for someone who likes star wars well, like that's you a, would love. love you know
2: why? Honestly, I'll be completely honest. Why I did not play these games is because, and I I just bought a 360 around the time of I think Mass Effect One, and the reason I didn't is because I played Kator or Knights of the, you know, the one and two or whatever so much that I hated it because it was I knew it was so time consuming. I'm like. Holy shit. You know, I don't know if I can do that again. Like, it was just a lot... Because I always wanted to play the light side versus the dark side. i had to play it all. So I kind of felt that this would be the same kind of thing. And I was like, is it a lot like those games?
1: It'll be like that. Yeah, yeah. a little
2: more action. More action than them? It's also
1: a lot shorter than KOTOR.
2: Okay, because I did find KOTOR... KOTOR, Whatever. A lot. Pretty long. Pretty long game. If
1: you run through Mass Effect 1, I think you could probably beat it around 26 hours or something like that. Okay. Whereas I think KOTOR was more like 40 or 50. Yeah, it
2: was a long game. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, you, sounds- can,
1: you can do everything in Mass One in probably, I don't
2: know,
0: 45 hours.
2: Plus, I get to see two cyber chicks do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to get into the Mass Effect games, but I've given the first one a, a chance twice now, and it both times was just too tedious for me. Even with the action oriented stuff, I guess just something about RPGs sometimes I can't do it. That's so, what I mean. Like Couture for
2: me, like kind of shut it down on on a on a, a, a console. Like I was just like wow. Like there was uh, there was good parts to that, and I know I'm completely this is a completely wrong game to be talking about, but it's my comparison to what Mass Effect might be. Is that it just it? It's time it, you could be spending playing WoW. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was playing WoW then actually, but it was more like it. It just felt complicated enough that it felt like it shouldn't be a console game to me when i was playing it but I, of course i still played the shit out of it right and so for that reason i was like ah mass effect well it doesn't have the star wars pull, so maybe i just won't play it that's pretty much what you came
1: play uh, jade empire no Thanks. okay no. well i'd say i'd say give mass effect a shake because it's basically like two full games after kotor
2: cool all right sounds good you guys have sold it
0: all right, so um, my number two was your number three, Huck City, uh, God of War 3.
3: Nice. Fire.
0: <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, know. you know, the thing is, like, I've, I, I, I took a long time getting to this game this year because I was trying to play through part one and two, and I still haven't got through part two yet. Um, but I was starting to feel, and then I played the the first PSP game. And then the second one came out and I haven't played that yet, but I starting to feel burnt out on God of war, but finally got around to putting in part three and it's like insane. Like I could not believe. And like, I haven't finished it. So maybe the story will let me down in the end, but I was like up to where I am now. I'm like loving it. And I think they've just got to a point where all the, the controls and everything are so like polished and perfect and, like I love that they have some puzzle elements, not too much, just just the right amount uh you know, the combat is like you know if you just wanna hack and slash it, you can do that if you if you wanna apply some strategy, you can do that um and I mean, really though it it's the scale of this game, like you were saying, huck, like it's God of war, you're fighting massive gods." Titans, and they manage to make you feel like you're doing that, uh, which is pretty crazy. So yeah, and I mean, I know some people look at something like this, where it's like the third installment in a popular franchise. They've got like unlimited money, unlimited manpower and resources, and it's like, well, of course it's going to be good. But then I think you know, to to take a project this size and still manage to put out something this tight takes a lot of talent and uh it's a yeah, very impressive game especially sticking when to you the look at
1: the puzzles the puzzles are are really good throughout the whole game and you know puzzles aren't something you could just throw together and have them work in two seconds i mean it takes a lot of time to polish them up and make sure they're right yeah and you know i never really came across a puzzle that i was frustrated at or didn't know where to go uh you know after you know a couple minutes of searching around you knew where to go and and, and like 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 we were talking about before, like with the combat, you need you need a lot of talented people to make a combat system like that work, just oh, to have it uh, go nicely and everything.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, are we at number one? You guys are at number one. <clears throat> number one. Brrr. We may be on the same page on this one. I'm sure, we are. Dwyer,
1: might as <laughs> well just go together.
3: Red Dead Redemption. And I was a naysayer to start with. I remember on this show saying I was frustrated with the controls, mm-hmm. and I was fucked. I don't know what I was thinking. Someone should have punched Dwyer. You should have punched me in the face that day. You knew what was good for you, because <laughs> this game, in terms of like art direction, the look of it, the variety. The missions, like I said, hunting is the best. <laughs> uh, did you knife the wolves to get your... Uh... I got 100%. Oh, no, of yeah, course so I. <laughs> uh, and I got like, just like Mass Effect 2, I came home every night and I played Red Dead Redemption until I went to bed. And then I went to work, I came home, and I played it again until I went to bed, until I was done this game. And I don't do that for many games. And um, I will say... Uh, I think it has an advantage to something like Grand Theft Auto in that you know cities can get repetitive. You know, driving streets like it's easy to get lost. Mm -hmm. Like landmarks aren't as prevalent. Like when you're playing this, you know, you get used to the looks of different areas, the the foliage, if you will, (laughs) Um, and using and you still have the trail system and like kind of GPS to get you where you need to go, and uh, like. I'd much rather ride a horse than drive a car. I said it. And I <laughs> and I I love that way more than driving around a city. And uh
1: Do you know what I find that ruins uh like GTA style games for me all the time is the moment where I find that fast travel thing. Yeah, I so, use it all the time. Yeah, but that's what I mean like when I first started playing I was riding everywhere. It was such a different experience. And then you, you kind of get to the point where like, oh, you know, it's kind of taken a long time to ride all around this massive, massive world. And then you find the campsite and you're like, oh, I can get there in two seconds or I can take that and buggy and be there.
3: in. Two I seconds. did that in Grand Theft Auto, but I didn't do that in this game because I thought they did an amazing job of like setting up the challenges, like the hunting challenges, the gathering challenges. Like I would kind of map out my path on where I can get those things done while i'm going to my next mission yeah yeah and that was
1: definitely the way to do it
3: for sure i think that's
1: what ruined it for me eventually once i started doing that and i started not really being in the world just kind of like teleporting all around the world it wasn't the same game
0: and it's an amazing world like i mean it's basically the feel of an mmo but like in a console game you know what i mean like it's i've you know the same experience I got from you know the little time I spent playing WoW, where it's like you're going through this world, or you, you played know, WoW. Yeah, I played a little bit at the beginning. Are you shitting me. And uh, <laughs> you know when you're like you're riding the back of those uh, griffins or whatever they were, and they took you from place to place. Well, for
2: starters, if you're on griffins, you're on the wrong fucking side, bud. Horde, <laughs> horde only. Well,
1: oh,
0: anger. Game over. Let's stop talking Ooh, about it. Let's let's not get into that right now. But uh, <laughs> like those kind of things, but. In Red Dead, where you're you're riding this horse and you're seeing the landscape change around you, and it's like it just it's you could just ride around and look at stuff forever and yeah. be having a the good time. The First
1: time I played this game when it turned to night, I sat there for about
3: ten minutes and mm-hmm. just looked at the sky.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I was gonna I was gonna relate to ten people in the
3: room at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna relate a similar experience where I played this game for like I don't know. 15 hours and then I had my first thunderstorm I was oh, about to yeah. say
2: rain was, was amazing it was
3: insane yeah. like, I can't believe I haven't even seen this yet uh, and it's this good like yeah. most games if they had something like that they'd be like fucking whipping it out every Tuesday oh look at our rain look at our th- but it's like I didn't see it for so long and it was just
0: something heavenly. new at that point point in heavenly. the game. it is heavenly mm-hmm Well, even stuff like the music, like when you're riding around, there's there's just that subtle music that's like you know they're not like throwing it in your face. They're you know it's just providing the atmosphere and it's perfect. Like it it captures the essence of a western. Absolutely. And I do agree
3: with Huck in some respects. Like some of the cutscenes do drag, and uh, I think the Mexico portion of the game is my least favorite. Uh, It kind of feels like you know that middle chapter that. It's kind of filler like it's more like just looking for this guy and a bunch of missions that don't really lead you anywhere and that is the one chink in the armor i might say but i don't know the ending is incredible and more so even than the ending almost the six missions leading up to what you'd call the ending
1: yeah i consider I, that whole thing there. yeah
3: like it's it's a long ending if you consider it that and yeah, it's probably like three hours yeah it's really really cool i gotta get back into
2: this game you guys are getting me excited
3: like even like and I haven't even done on Dead Nightmare yet, and I've heard that's amazing
2: I, yeah
0: I will be very shortly like I even found like stuff like the voice acting was amazing in this game and like I agree some of the cutscenes yeah I might like skip skip them towards the end or whatever but i I found the characters were pretty interesting for the most part like you get to know these people and like just so much more than something like Grand Theft auto um. You know, like I always admire what Grand Theft Auto games are able to do, but somehow they can't, they don't quite suck me in like this game did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I, granted, this has been topping a lot of people's lists, but uh, I don't see how it can't be at least up there as one of the best games of the year because it's like insane. And it's crazy to think that also it's a sequel to another game that, you know, I think it's pretty different from uh, oh, yeah. Red Dead oh, yeah. Revolve. Completely so. different.
2: Yeah, totally. It's just basically the idea, you know, the Western idea. Yeah. But, like, artistically, this game is just unbelievable. You really do feel like you're there. You feel like you're in a Clint Eastwood movie the whole time you're playing it. You know, it's it's really, really awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can't... And I actually
1: be- played multiplayer on this one.
2: This yeah. is <laughs> really fun. This is where, uh, with my first, uh, actually, my first Xbox Live multiplayer experience was Red Dead, and uh, it was where we first got our first um, posse together or whatnot, and I thought it was awesome, and that was when I, Frank first started playing it. And he probably he probably just jumped on it earlier, and then started to posse with us. And you, all I heard is him going, "Fuck, the controls are shit. I can't get on my horse. I can't. What? I, this? I got a slow
3: ass donkey. What the?
2: Yeah. It was. <laughs> and, then, was and then he exactly. pre- and then he pretty much quit after that. And we. we,
3: we no, we, I didn't. I posse the whole night, man. No, I, you know, I was pissed at the you, shooting, you,
2: dude. You, you 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 dropped their posse. Like like a bag of uh, uh, horseshoes <laughs> uh, on a dusty trail. Probably about an hour after we started, we went for another hour after you had gone, and then you didn't come back, and it was pretty sad. But yeah, it, you did go on to completely crush the game
3: I must on say, on a solo mission say, from it hell. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing to me that I felt that way to begin with. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I really. You know what it was? I you know face what it was is beat red. You know what it was?
2: Honestly, his passion came from. I remember going up to his cube and seeing him. It was just the absolute joy and boner he got from planning out the achievement <laughs> pouring. Like I remember walking, and he had he had these Xbox Live page open on two monitors spread across, and he's like, "Okay, first I'm going to go do this. I'm look, and he and he showed me all his achievements, the ones that were great out. And he's like, "See, I just got to crush this. I'm going to fly up here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that." And he's like, "It is awesome," <laughs> and that's when I knew Frank loved the game. That
3: is one thing that like there's an additional portion online where you can track your progress. It's like the red dead commu- community or rockstar community and that is like just they put that much effort into that and it it looks really good and it's so useful and love damn shits <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh only one left
1: well the first thing i just want to do with one more red dead redemption thing the that has to be the best like uh start of a multiplayer where you're just in that big shootout with everyone.
2: Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Like the, the draw, the draw. Yeah. the
2: draw, is fucking amazing. Gets the
1: advantage. That has to be one of the funnest starts. You know, they should just have like a ton of minigames games just focus on. And how they
2: handled the um, the lack of the bullet time, but still incorporated it in the multiplayer was awesome. Like you got basically got like the second a uh, level of of bullet time that you get or quick eye. What's it called? Dead eye. Dead eye. Yeah. You get like the second level of dead eye in multiplayer. So it like it allows you to kind of like snapshot your your bullets, but it doesn't slow down time. I just thought it was amazing how they handled that. It was a lot
3: of fun.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, my number one... I honestly...
3: I can't even think of what it's going (laughs) to be.
1: I'll tell you right now. It didn't even make Frank's list. Oh, my Lord. Gran Turismo? It was Dwyer's number 10, (laughs) Heavy Rain.
0: Oh, Oh my. I thought it might be on your list. I wasn't sure.
1: Oh, for sure. This game... I don't know what you guys are smoking. This game is amazing. The... I, I don't really agree with what Frank said, or maybe it was Dwyer, about the controls. I think the controls are fine. You know, walking
3: is game, not fine.
1: No, once you get used to it, it's fine. Once you realize Why do you have to hold down like,
0: the thing to go It's fast? just like an
1: old Resident
3: Evil game, right? Forward is straight.
0: I hate it Obviously. in Resident Evil.
3: I'm okay with that. It's the that plus you have to hold something to do it. Don't you have to hold Why? the L trigger to do it? Yeah. No,
1: you just the the right trigger, Oh,
3: wrong what trigger I mean, is, <laughs> no you that, asshole it's the no right guys, trigger you know what I mean? how is that
1: different from holding up you have to hold up to walk
3: yeah but you have to do both that's what I'm
1: talking about no you don't no you don't not at all you hold the right trigger you walk forward if you want to turn oh, you need to
0: well you usually want to turn though that's the thing but
1: <laughs> if you're walking down a long hall you don't need to do
0: that alright alright let's, let's,
2: let's not this no. is number one here. yeah no I'm not
1: but uh I think what they did with like story and just memorable moments and the branchingness of it. Uh I've been going through and pulling a frank and trying to platinum this baby. Ooh. And it is hard because you have to follow a very set uh, uh, certain rules and, like, go back and play certain way.
0: Yeah, uh, and if you miss right? it, then you probably have to do it all over again, right?
1: Uh No, the good thing about it is if you miss it, you could just go back to the previous chapter and it starts your save from right there.
3: Oh, okay. So there's, there's some a, really good guides out there on, uh, on maps there are, for that sure. stuff. So
1: you play, basically how they have it is you go back to almost the beginning and you play through the whole game a certain way, and then from there you sort of, like, go back far and play forward and then go back a little less far and play forward until you get all the endings and that's one of the achievements is getting all the endings and some of the stuff you can do is is quite different you know like a lot of the scenes are uh, triggered based on you know running away from someone or fighting someone well if you die at a certain spot you are like that scene is actually over I mean you can go through the game and you can have all the main characters live you can have none of them live or at least none of them make it to the end and I think it's just great how, I think the director, I can't remember the guy's name, said, like, this game's meant to be played once. And in a sense, I kind of agree with him, because if you just play it through at once and talk with someone else, their experience will most likely be completely different from what your experience was, and not in a bad way at all.
0: See, I, I like that element of the game, too. But I think what I said previously about the game that kind of bothers me is, like, if I... I'm controlling someone, and I'm trying to do something specific, and I fail at doing that, and then the game just continues on without me and goes down a different branch, I feel cheated because I'm like, wait, I want to do that over again. I wanted to do it this way, but I missed it, and it's too late. Now I'm going down this other path. And I found Fair that kind of weird. But but at the same time... I, I admire that, too, at the same time. the
1: best way to play this game. You know, like, obviously, yeah, you want to try it all, but I think this game... It's better to do it sort of like by your gut instinct the first time or even the second time through. I know the one scene that really, really hooked me was, um, I think, I think it's pretty early on where there's you go into the one guy's house and he's got all the crosses all over the ceiling. Uh, right. And as uh, the FBI agent guy, I can't remember his name right now, but that that scene where. You know, the, he kind of pulls a gun on your partner, and it's all tense. You're, like, trying to calm him out of it. And then you finally get him to put down his gun, and then he kind of reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out a cross. But I, at the very first time I played that game, I was so jacked up that I just shot him.
3: I shot the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I mean, as soon as I saw him reach for the gun, I was jacked up, and I was like, hell no, bud. And it was just a cross, <laughs> and I think that right there, like the ability of—I think that might them, be worse.
3: I would have preferred. What worse? I would have let him live if he had a gun, but he's got a cross.
1: <laughs> no, got but a but I think that's what is amazing about the game is that the fact can, that it could put
3: you in that
2: place.
0: That I knew he had a that. cross, and that's the fact why that I shot. It
1: puts you in that place exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of like definitely memorable moments from the game, like that's like for sure. But I, I think some of the in between stuff I found. I don't, oh, I don't
3: think we can go on without mentioning one aspect of this game that we talked about before. The voice acting of the yes. kids? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, just the voice <laughs> acting in general, but it's not Some this. Some it uh, is
1: bad, but at the same oh, time...
4: Daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Jason. Jason. <laughs> that
3: was pretty good, well,
1: though. But at the same time, though, at the same time... A- I never really felt like uh, any of the cutscenes were really drawn out too far. I thought they were paced well, they were like shot well, if you want to call it that. And just if you think of it from like an animator's point of view, the sheer fact of how many specific animations they must have had to do to create that game, they basically did like a Pixar film and then like eight other Pixar films to handle all the scenarios. Cause it's it's not just like walk and do a generic pickup animation. A lot of the times they're you know, very specific kind of cinematic moments. And I think from a technical standpoint, they achieved like quite a bit.
3: The one thing you touched on that I loved is the pacing. And I found I'd be with, because there's four characters I'd be with in the world of one character for 20 minutes at a time. Right. And, you know, I'm kind of getting sick of that character and boom, that chapter would end onto another one. And I never thought I lingered too long in any portion of the game. It was always here, 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 and it was one of those games that I said, okay, this is it. But by the time that chapter ended, I'm like, okay, one more chapter. And that's, yeah,
0: that's a definitely like that. a good sign.
4: Yeah.
0: Even yeah, just the fact that it was, like, a lot of different characters and it all kind of intertwines, is pretty cool. Did anyone try yeah, with
3: I, with move at all? No. no. With the updated move controls? I want to try that.
1: I think, and I think just... The fact you know you don't really find many sort of like murder mystery games around. I know they have like a couple of like uh, Professor Layton games on the DS and stuff, but there's nothing really next gen uh, in that sort of like genre of like film meets uh, game kind of.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the big thing for me is like I I like an, adventure games. Adventure game. Yeah, but there's you know obviously they're old. Old adventure games, you know, some of them have come back with what Telltale Games is doing now, but uh, I want to see people coming up with new and interesting ways of, of having an adventure game where it's like, you know, you can play through a, an entire game and maybe not not even have to fight someone, you know, no no fighting in a game <laughs> like, and still have it be fun. Like, that's what I want to see, but... This guy's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we make shit out of yarn? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Kirby did do it. <laughs> um, made missiles out of yarn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that motherfucker made missiles out of
0: yarn? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so are we going to do some honorable mentions here? I'm
3: not. There's the best in the rest as far as I'm concerned. Really?
0: Nice. Well, I got, I got a, a couple honorables. I got a couple ones for sure. Spit them out, boys. Let's go. Well, the one for me that I really wanted to put at number 10, but in the end I kind of gave in was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world.
1: Wait, I thought that was going to be your number one. <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: It's, I, I started playing it recently. It's a million times better now that they tone the difficulty down on average, yeah. Joe. It's so much more fun.
0: I agree. and it,
1: like, Maybe I'll pick it up again then.
0: The thing is like I, I really like this game, but I realized too that a lot of it is a nostalgic thing for me and and i kind of it would have been nice because you know i did have scott Pilgrim at number 10 on my top 10 movies of the year but you know i i thought heavy rain deserved a mention more than that so uh but also uh i had rock band 3 on there which you know for reasons we talked about in our review i don't i don't feel like you know i really got a uh, the full chance to to see what this game was all about yet but it's a pretty amazing game and um i also want to mention cave story which i uh have been playing this month on the ds actually it came out on the wii earlier this year well actually i should say the game actually came out like five years ago on the pc uh it's an, another indie game they re-released it on the wii then they re-released it on the ds and i've been crushing it on the ds like these kinds of games on on a handheld are just so much easier to get through and it's just a uh, it's an awesome throwback to the metroidvania nes kind of stuff it's really good
1: can i uh throw out my biggest surprise of uh our top tens please sure uh call of duty a Mm no-show i didn't play it but uh i thought you guys
0: would have had it on your list somewhere yeah i wasn't a huge i wasn't a huge fan well i didn't play it maybe we should talk about the games that we haven't played
1: Okay, I guess, well, Black Ops one of them. Uh,
2: All of them. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I Black haven't played ones. anything.
1: And then I, well, we talked about some of them that I haven't played. Halo Reach, uh, Lara Croft, that kind of stuff. But then a couple games I thought I should give a try but never did were uh, Joe Danger, uh, yeah. Epic Mickey... And I know there's a like DS is huge. I don't have a DS and there's probably a whole bunch of DS games that we should have given
0: a shake. There's not that many actually. <laughs> it's a pretty weak year for the DS I think cuz the 3DS is coming out. But uh Peace Walker apparently is pretty awesome for the PSP. I haven't played that yet. Metal, I would, Metal I've Gear Solid I
1: played about 10 minutes of it and I, that's in my honorable mentions. I, it's it's good so far. It looks good for a PSP game, but uh I like like you were saying, Dwyer, some of your games I've played enough to put it on a list.
0: I guess one one uh, game that I didn't really get a chance to play that I thought I probably should is the Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Like I I played like maybe fifteen minutes of it, and it kind of like I know that I'm going to be frustrated because it's not the Castlevania game I want it to be. But on the other hand, I'm hearing a lot of good things about it anyway. And I do like God of War a lot. It seems to be along those lines. So, uh, yeah. Bioshock 2? Anyone? I liked it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty close
3: to making my top ten. I I don't know. I played everything worth playing. Except except for maybe some portable and PC PC stuff. But everything else, got it covered. Uh, What about Enslaved? I know you you played that. It's a good game, not great. That's why it's not in my top 10. Yeah. I want to give it a try (laughs) at some point, but. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I keep forgetting to bring it for you. I apologize. It's all encompassing. I'm just joking around.
1: I got a couple more honorables. Uh, GT5, I thought, is a solid game. I didn't play it enough to warrant onto the list, but uh, there's so much in that game I can tell already. Uh, It seems good. Final Fantasy 13. I played that a bunch over the last couple weeks, and I'm just almost at the end finally. And it, it's not a great game, but I thought it deserved an honorable. Yeah,
3: I like it days. more than most people seem to. I thought the battle system was kind yeah, of fun, I think actually. The battle
1: system is really good. And then my last one is the Sly Cooper collection. I don't know if anyone's picked that up, but uh, I've been enjoying that one. I've been playing it.
0: Picked it up, haven't even put it in yet, <laughs> but. You know one of my things for this year is I definitely want to catch up on some older games, and that's that's a prime uh prime candidate right there. Uh, first step, finish Bioshock one yeah, I have to do that as well. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this biggest surprise of the year, biggest disappointment of the year.
3: I think my biggest disappointment is rock band three, yeah, not the game itself, but like the experience. Like, every symbol th- thing I bought was shit, broken. Can't find the guitars I want. Can't, like... It, the keyboards were not as much fun as I thought they'd be. I like the game and the presentation, but that whole experience
0: was just a kick to the balls. I agree with that, although I do find the keyboards pretty fun. Um, For me, biggest disappointment, easily, Metroid Other M. Ooh forgot about that one yeah i mean it's weird because it like i thought i was kind of alone in not really liking it but like i have not seen a mention of it anywhere in anybody talking about best of the year so i don't know so there that's pretty surprising (laughs) for a metroid game uh but biggest surprise for me would probably be uh lara croft just because i'm not really a tomb raider guy never thought i would really be into it and ended up loving it Yeah, Costume Quest is probably my biggest surprise. I'd agree with you on
1: that one. Disappointment for me, I have no idea. Nothing disappointed you? I don't know. I can't think of anything.
2: I got one. Dropping 70, maybe... Yeah, about 70 bones on Aliens vs. Predator. Again, (laughs) because... I mean, hey, that was my fault. I'll take it. Because everyone could have told me that it would have been a piece of shit, but I would have bought it anyway because I love Aliens and Predator. And... Even forcing myself through the Predator campaign, like I had as fun as I could have with it, I couldn't finish the rest. Man, I got part way into the aliens and said, "Fuck this!" Uh, it was brutal. And I thought, like, it. I, I got like okay reviews f- for for the games in the franchise. It's the best uh, console one for sure, like hands down. But at the same, it doesn't. Nothing will compare to my first LAN experience ever playing avp the original computer one yeah amazing like it was (laughs) it was insanely wicked like just being the predator in the hunt mode where you it was it was amazing we had so much fun doing like they did plus it also holds a spot in my heart because it was the first game
3: Uh,
0: phone what (laughs) (laughs) um anyways it was good okay so i guess that's about it for our um i
3: got a
1: biggest disappointment okay diablo 3 slipping didn't it slip this year
0: (laughs) It did?
1: Yes, that's my disappointment.
0: Okay, that works. (laughs) So Um, that
1: game's going to be awesome.
0: So um, I guess we should move on and talk about a few of the other things we played. We'll try and keep this fairly quick. But, um, Dax, I know uh, you've been putting a lot of time into a little game called World of Warcraft Cataclysm. Give us the breakdown.
3: Yes.
2: Uh, Cataclysm is, is... The funny thing is, I had literally detoxed I had spent six months off of this game like the needle was out I was on the re- <laughs> the recovery the road to recovery life looked good right yeah. and I, I literally uh, I think it was probably spring when I quit playing um, Lich King right which was the expansion before uh, it was just too repetitive um, I actually when mo- I realized with these games how much the social aspect um, is involved in, in, in my need to play the game. Because uh, after playing it, like I played Vanilla WoW and and uh, Burn Crusade and all that, all the way through, and What's uh, Vanilla. Well, it's the it's the nerd name for <laughs> the, original. <laughs> the original WoW, the Vanilla WoW, the plain WoW, right? Oh, okay. So I, I've basically been playing this game for on and off for more of like three years, maybe now we're at three and a half. Yeah, and literally, I that's why I'm so I don't know any of these console g- games because it's so all encompassing that like if I go to play a game, I'm like, well, I'm going to play Warcraft. So um, uh man i completely lost my train of thought but that the social aspect of that game like when you meet friends on and it's where i first discovered ventrilo or like you know some kind of team speak kind of thing it's first time i've ever done anything like that you actually start to make friends with these guys in california i've got these two chinese brothers that sound like white surfer dudes out in la you know that like i literally talked to every day when i was playing this game they actually become friends and it was my first experience with that and so when i didn't want to play the game anymore i literally didn't it was causing me stress to go home and play this fucking game you didn't want
0: to give up on your friends but it was kind of
2: like if i didn't go my friends wouldn't be able to play because it's a game based on parties and and grouping together and doing fucking raids right so you got to go home every night and do this eight hour raid through a dungeon so when like when when my buddy actually posted on facebook that he was quitting i could not believe it was kind of like you know a girl finally tells you she loves you or you know you get that teddy bear for christmas you know like i literally all this weight just went off my shoulders and i was like i can quit this game and i literally <laughs> shut it down that day it was the weirdest thing and went six months bottom line cataclysm you're right? back into it i did not want to but my <laughs> friends said hey we're gonna try it out so of course i start you know every now and again in a lunch hour you'll look at the uh, sneak peeks. I told you from day one. You did. You absolutely did. And I said, "No, I'm I'm cool, man. I'm cool." <laughs> and and, I, and I, I I just I just wanted a taste. I just wanted a taste. <laughs> and 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 it's and you know I mean I'm still it's still casual for me. Like I'm not in those crazy guild where like you just go like 18 hours a day. Like I literally go on for an hour a night sometimes, two hours a night. If people are on, my, like I've literally got a group of like say six or seven of us. If we've got enough people to do a five person, you know, dungeon crawl, we'll go do that. But we're not pushing, which I'm enjoying. I'm at the, I'm at a good state in the game right now because I'm not pushing like you know, I'm not forcing myself to get epic loots. Right. Yeah.
3: So. What level are you
2: at? Oh shit, dog! <laughs> I uh, just crushed my second eighty-five, and I'm like, <laughs> le- I'm leveling a torn Paladin because torrens are the shit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, yeah, he's 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 hitting a uh, level sixty-five. So. But,
0: so now what like? They com- completely redid the world for Cataclysm, right?
2: Uh, not completely, but they basically revisited uh, the original Vanilla WoW, the original area called Azeroth, right? Your original ta- uh, land masses or whatnot, the two continents. They, what they did is instead of making a whole new area to go to, they're kind of running out of space on the map. They just said, you know what's going to happen? A giant fucking dragon is going to come out of the ground and scorch the earth and whatnot. So... Uh, all this upheaval with the elementals and stuff has caused deserts to be watery and et cetera, et cetera. So it's giving you an excuse to kind of go back and reuse and for them to reuse
3: assets that they've already done. And that's my biggest problem with this. I don't doubt it. Yeah. I barely had kind of scratched the surface with original WoW. Right. Because you were still, what level did you get to? Just like 30 <laughs> something or whatever. And I don't play like other people. Like I just like the art. And yeah, I, like, I love the art of that game. I love the look and just exploring and stuff yep. and just chilling. Mm-hmm. Skin and animals. Uh, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm never going to see that again. That's true. Like, uh, it's, I don't know. I feel like I missed out on that whole legacy.
0: And well, I think that's a, the problem with WoW in general is that they always have to keep up with the super hardcore people. Mm-hmm. But then anybody else who kind of wants to maybe play casually gets left behind in the dust. And like, I don't know how you can really deal with that huge gap. Well, for that, Blizzard
2: is the only studio that is obviously doing it. I mean, everyone else is trying to jump on the MMO train. They, I mean, nobody so far, nobody's reached it, and I don't know if they will. I mean, what I'm are you assuming
0: about they will, uh, DC Universe, DC
2: Universe. You know, what? I saw the trailer Shit. for that, but it's going to be another one. Unfortunately, that it's just they're not going to be able to. See,
0: do I, it. I would be game to play that game, but nobody I know is playing it. So, like, I think the next thing that's going to do it, it's going to be something
3: that combines. A first-person shooter. Yeah, because there's such
2: a market for first-person with, shooters. With
0: yeah. uh, They've been talking about that for a while. like I Yeah, know, but no one's really pulled it off. Like a Halo one? Well, there was like, the Tabula Rasa or whatever. Was that right? Yeah. I think. Didn't fuck. do so well. And then there was that Huxley game that was supposed to be. I don't know if it ever even came out. I don't think it did. Yeah. But I agree. It's got to be a, a brand that... Yeah. But I think the other thing, too, is that like for me the fantasy setting is not as interesting as something else something that's like in a sci-fi universe something that's in like a modern time universe I'd much prefer to spend time in those kind of worlds whereas the fantasy thing I feel like it's been done so much I just kind of lose interest in it after a while
2: Yeah, well I mean shit man I grew up on Dungeons and Dragons, all like the tabletop role playing games. You know, like when I was thirteen, I was that nerd sitting. And I love D and D. Man, I believe a, me, dude, I took it to a whole new level. Frank, I didn't have any friends to play this shit with, <laughs> so I sat by myself listening to LL Cool J on my one cassette, <laughs> my one cassette purple uh, player, the the tape deck, my mom's tape deck, making my own Marvel universe characters and role playing by myself, making up my own rules so I could play with myself. It was legit, the most loser loser story you can ever imagine but you know what it, I had a good time doing it so I, I've I always loved that kind of thing so when, when World, I started my first MMO was Final Fantasy Online I think it was 11 Final Fantasy 11 Right. and uh, my friend got me into that and then he said oh I'm gonna go play the beta for WoW I'm like oh fuck that I love Final Fantasy and then I played WoW and then it was just like holy shit like the art style of that game like I can't get enough like I love the cartoony, big, kind of chunky, blocky characters. And that that game is all about that. You know what I mean? Especially the Horde side, which is the one I gravitated to. And uh, just to get back to your point, Boy, that you were saying about uh, how the game kind of has to cater to the hardcores versus the, the, the non hardcores, actually, a big uprising in the kind of community of people playing is that the hardcores are getting forgotten. They're making it a much more player friendly era, casual game. Like right. everything's very easy now. Like Vanilla Wow. Vanilla Wow that. was hard as shit like it took forever to get to 60 you know you couldn't do anything without like at top end you know without crazy amounts of hours put into it and wiping and stuff like that and this was just to get you know your normal loot nowadays they've given you like 16 different options on how to get points to get this loot and you don't always have to go in the dungeon to do it and you know it's it's fun i still have a great time playing it but it is definitely
3: so let's say i was to re-enter the world as well the world of Warcraft. Yes. yes. Would, uh, my personal inclination is, I think I would want to start from scratch again in in Cataclysm. Uh, on a new character? Yeah. Okay. Like, do, do you see, do you think that's a better idea than taking like a level 30 I had and, you know, I was kind of in this other part of the world, like mm-hmm. a different time. See, for you, I would say yes, because
2: of your your personality when it comes to playing video games. I would say yes, because yeah. you like to enjoy, you like to like savor every moment of what you're playing. I can tell. And uh, <laughs> if if you 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 would, it would drive you crazy to think that you missed something in those first yeah, levels. Yeah, exactly. So I should so just... Y- start fuck over. It, that time's over. <laughs> just drop that level thirty druid like a sack of hammers and and uh, start start again. But no, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. You've p- you you spent enough time playing those other games. I don't know if you got if you got the the time oh, left over for it. Right. I don't got the
3: stones.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, there's no there's no Microsoft achievement. No, there's an in-game <laughs> achievement system though. Oh shit! Yeah, it is <laughs> like is insane. Tough. It's
1: the hook.
2: It it seriously. They're if, pretty awesome. If he got into it, he'd be fucked because there are a jillion achievements for this game, and it actually ranks you like you can get kind of like the Red Dead thing. I think there's like you know, it'll say okay. realm first person. And realm as in like the server of a certain group cluster of realm uh you know servers person that has made x amount of points and achievements and has done the first leather worker supreme whatever right like there's all that kind of shit that people just jerk off over right like hey uh, baz talkian was the realm's first miner you know like <laughs> they just eat that shit up but
1: I <laughs> would be frank
0: so overall... He's his head
2: no. <laughs> He's way too cool for that shit.
0: So overall, would you say this is like an improvement to WoW or is it just new content and you're just... It's
2: new content and the way that, for me, the way the game is, is the people that are hooked in that kind of game, that's all it needs is just new stuff to build towards, new armor to get, new levels to achieve. That's really all it is. I mean, it, it's pretty, they've they've fixed some things. Um, everybody feels... E- it, I, the one thing I do like about it is... Well, one of the things that you like about it is that it has made you feel very epic as a player in the sense of, like, you have scrolling combat text. So, you know, RPGs, you see points of their death, you know, or health point totals going down and whatnot. I mean, in vanilla WoW, you'd see, you know, you hurt people for, like, 500 points or whatever, right? In this game, you're doing, like, everyone's bragging and running damage meters on, like, how many points of damage you're doing, and it's, like, in the tens of thousands. So, it's you can see the scaling of your character as you've gone through these levels, so it makes everybody feel, you know, cool or whatever. Um... So that that's a fun aspect of it. You feel more like a hero. Like they're actually trying to make you feel like. Maybe that's just an off uh, offshoot of that process, but I like it. So, but yeah, other than that, it's just literally just more content, more pretty visuals, and some smoother running gameplay.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get back. Oh, into sorry, that, right? new
2: characters and stuff too. But I mean, hey. not
0: likely. Mm-hmm. New classes.
2: Yes, they, have, they. Every time they do an expansion, it's like. Um, like races they'll add one race on each side of the the alliances right and then they'll like this time they change around they let different classes that like different races couldn't be certain classes so like a tauren couldn't be a paladin but now they've made it oh you can do that now and so everyone like me will go back and say shit i need one of those (laughs) let's do it up nice But yeah so that's that's the game in a nutshell I'm sure I'm wrong on a ton of stuff. I'm definitely not the hard... I'm not the hard... I mean, there's going to be people, I'm sure, listening to your show, because I know you've got trillions of fans, man, but that are going to be like, this guy is a dude. She that. doesn't know shit about this system. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely one of those... I'm a nerdy... I consider myself a nerdy, and I use this term loosely, cool. Nerdy cool player. You know what I mean? Like You're the I, nerd cash. I'm the nerd cash. Yeah, that, that's that's more accurate. Yeah. All
0: right. Um. Okay, so anything else that uh, you've been playing that you want to talk about?
2: No, I pretty much rounded up my top four, I think it was, in the
3: first uh, five minutes of the show. That was a year's worth of gaming. A year's worth
2: of gaming. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, the, I take this time to say that a lot of the games you guys said actually got me in the in the, in the
0: in the mindset of trying some of them out because they sound pretty good. Do it, man. All right, so Frank, um, do you have anything outside of your top ten list that you've been playing? Uh, just a... To- I said, Scott Pilgrim Vanquish, Terminator Salvation, which I'll
3: get a little more into at the end of the show, and
0: uh, <laughs> NBA Jam. I've been playing quite a bit of too. I've Actually, heard that's amazing. Yeah, I wanted to talk about NBA Jam just briefly because, uh, yeah, after I got it for Christmas, just it, we've just been playing it like with friends, like two on two, yeah, and four on four is the way to go,
3: or two against the computer, I think
0: yeah like i agree yeah you definitely when you have the computer player on your team it's not as fun so it's a lot more fun to be playing with
3: yeah i wish they had like auto switching so like whoever the ball went to
0: that's a good point i don't know why they don't give me the option man yeah i mean i guess it's they're just sticking true to what nba jam always was and i mean that's what i love about the game like i i don't I just remember loving this game you know playing it at the arcade and then playing it on super nintendo and like it's it feels just like it always did just with updated players and i don't know it's actually got me kind of interested in the nba again i can say a little bit so you know i'm starting to know a little bit who some of these uh (laughs) some of these players are so Uh, But yeah, it's awesome just as a multiplayer game. I don't know how much I'm going to go through like a campaign or anything on it. But um, yeah. Huxley, do you have anything you want to talk about?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, I played... uh, The only other thing that I didn't really talk about already was I played Castlevania Lords of Shadows for a couple hours. And yeah, it is like God of War 3. The problem I had was that I didn't get very far and I left it. I put it down for probably, I don't know, two days. And I came back, and I got my ass absolutely handed to me. I don't know if it was, like, the two-day layoff, or I just hit a hard part in the game, but it crushed me, and that really turned me off the game. Um, It was was pretty good, though, up to that point, until I got completely discouraged.
0: So as soon as you got out of the groove, you couldn't get back into it kind of thing? Yeah, kind
1: of. Or I just
0: had a really hard part.
1: I don't know, one or the other. But...
2: (laughs) I find the same thing about that, too, Hawk. Well, I mean, for me, that's why I don't play a lot of console games, especially nowadays. Like, the games I like to play are the ones that do have, like, you know, the combos in them and all that kind of stuff, right? So, like, the God of War style. I mean, I can't play, I didn't play God of War, so I can't say it because it, I don't know if it's easier or if it's not. But an example would be Darksiders. I picked up Darksiders. I've been wanting to play because I love the art style. I love Joe Maderera. I mean, he's been a comic idol of mine forever. And when I saw he was making the game, I wanted to play it. So, I got it and sat down one night started at like eight and played until four in the morning like i i went on a huge you know tear but then when i wanted to go back and play the next day i was like shit i don't remember all the because the game wasn't that great at showing you what moves you would bought and what you had you know like the the menu was kind of shitty I, I found so i wasn't always sure what combos i could use and what i had bought and what i hadn't bought and then i started going oh man I'm, i don't want to just go back to hitting x twice you know and see what ha-. and i just literally haven't played it since because of that very reason
0: yeah, I think that's a big problem for. I mean, it's a problem for me too. Like, you leave a game for a while and you come back to it, and it's like there now. There's that much more of a a hump to get over mm-hmm. to get back where you were because you got to remember and you. It's yeah. Sometimes I've I've already said like when Alan Wake had their previously on. I wish they could incorporate that into a game that, you know, if you've left it for a couple months, you can, like, hit a button and it'll be, like, previously on, and it'll summarize the story, summarize the controls, and you're back into it. I'm glad to say none of us had Alan Wake
3: on our top ten list. That's a good point, yeah. Everyone has it on their top ten list. What the fuck is up with that? I
0: don't get that at all. Fuck (laughs) them. I like some of the stuff that game was trying to do, but, yeah, it got old fast. So, all right. Um, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so, we're gonna do some uh, some junk mail. Do you want to uh, get to your big moment first, or are we gonna save? Like, you, you seem like you're itching to get. No, to no. It? I just it turned off before, so I just oh, okay. I'm trying to keep it active. That's all. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've got like a bunch of junk mail that's built up over the last couple of months. So, I guess we'll just jump in and jump into it and try and get through as many as we can. Uh, we'll start with this one. From Big Hungry, what was the game you had the most buyer's remorse on this year? And was there a game you didn't like at first, but you stuck with it and you now like? Mine is Dragon's Age or Dragon Age.
3: I think I know what my buyer's remorse was. Huck's not going to like it. Uh oh. NHL Eleven. Get out of here. <laughs> Big time. Oh shit. Barely Bullshit. played it. Like fired up once in a blue moon i could have just stuck with 10 and 9 and probably would have been happy but just the rosters is the only reason
0: i bought it and that's shitty sorry huck sorry bud um i don't know for me buyer's remorse might be we sports resort was that this year (laughs) i
3: don't think so
0: I think, I think it was. Let me double check. Because I, I rem- remember buying it and, and playing it for like a day and then realizing... It's last year. Is it? Oh, well, okay. I guess that doesn't count then. Um, it's
1: all right. I probably bought it this year too and also did not play it at all.
0: So I guess for you, Frank, Red Dead would be your game that you didn't really like. And I guess, yeah. embarrassingly, yeah. it? <laughs> it would be. Yeah.
2: But that's a hell of a turnaround from going from game that you didn't think you'd like to like your favorite game so that's pretty cool
3: yeah yeah Well, what Dak said (laughs) that's good
1: (laughs) this one could be controversial but I'd say mine is gonna be uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii I bought that game and still haven't really touched it I played a few, few a few levels here and there and just really didn't it didn't grab me at all and it's still just sitting on my shelf waiting to for me to come back to it
0: um i guess also something else that kind of have a little bit of buyer's remorse on i don't know like i i bought the uh dsi nintendo dsi and one of the reasons i got it was because i wanted to get into the dsi download downloadable games and it's been pretty disappointing the stuff that they have in the dsi store because for me it's like they have virtual console on the wii they have all these great old retro games and i want to play them on a handheld i want to play them like on like you know just be able to take them wherever i go they're super small games why can you not give them to me on the ds but there's there's very little on there that's worth playing with the exception of cave story which i'm loving right now but um
2: is vvvvv on there
0: no, that's a PC-only oh, game.
3: shit. Out of luck. Yeah. What do you want, dude? It's one guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some, no. Let me get back to my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this we got an email here from Gilbert in Prison City, California. Gilbert. So he's got a bunch of questions. I'll try and summarize them uh, fairly quickly. First one, why aren't there... Uh, documentaries about the video game industry. I would assume that there would have been interesting reports about jeopardizing events involving espionage and sabotage among competing co- companies to make for a great documentary. Have you guys heard or read about something like this throughout your years of gaming? I know we've talked about this before, Dwight. Like,
3: I agree with this guy. <laughs> it would be amazing. I just don't think people Not- are that willing to open their doors to that stuff.
2: There's so much about NDAs and stuff like that that you, yeah, couldn't, uh, you couldn't get in on that shit without it already being done really if you think about it right i mean maybe maybe some stuff will come to light down the road i'm sure there's plenty of scandals that we've you know but at the time you just they're really so nda and you know
0: yeah i mean i especially like if you want to get access to a specific company and like see their internal workings and stuff like companies will put out their own making of things with their games or whatever or put them up on ign or something but very few will let like a third-party person come in and just make their own movie like that so obviously it'd be very biased
3: and i think though like video games is such a cool thing to do a documentary about because like even like what we're doing right here this is what work is like sometimes right like there's ton tons of interaction with like fun people there's conflict there's you know getting stuff done there's cool stuff there's successes failures and so much drama like that just more so than I think, a lot of jobs that have reality shows, right? Like, well, there is the tester. Yeah, it's not the same, but I, I would, I would love to see someone do a documentary on a, a video game work environment. I agree.
1: As far and as I think the espionage, co- I don't think any other company really has time to do espionage on any other company.
0: Yeah, I don't know it's if so too busy. much of that goes on.
1: Plus, you know what, video game industry, although it is like pretty closed doors, we have a lot of. Uh, conferences where everyone gets together and discusses shit like that's going on. You know, you have how many GDCs now? I mean, there's GDCs all over the place where every company goes and they talk about cutting-edge stuff and they they actually there is like quite a community there Uh, so I don't know if there's totally the need for espionage obviously like the super cutting-edge stuff no one wants to let go until their game's out Uh, but once the game's out, people are pretty open about saying, hey, you know Here's how we did this and kicked your ass.
3: Kind yeah, of. and it's like
1: almost like bragging rights. And then you know now go ahead and use it because this is cool
3: shit. Yeah, there's lots of like oh, I can't think of the word right now. Is it moratoriums? What are they put in video game magazines? I don't know why I can't think of it right now.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I know what you're getting at.
3: Why can't I think of this word?
1: Uh, Post postmortem,
3: post-mortem, post-mortem, post-mortem yes. on games, right? And they're pretty frank about that stuff in developer magazines and stuff like that. So. I don't know. I think eventually we will get to see that specifically as like a marketing tool for a game. I think someone will say, look, you know, we need to get something out there to get this game known. And, you know, a company that might not be doing that well, it might be the thing to give a game a
0: push or like a last ditch effort for a company. The the it's, Halo 3 making of documentary that came with uh, that game was pretty decent, actually. Yeah.
1: To go along with what Dax was saying about NDA, I think there's also a certain level of uh, professional courtesy that's in the industry too. You know, like we know a lot of people that have moved on to other companies, and and you know we have privy to to some inside information that they're not allowed to say, but they ha- they know that we're not going to go and like leak to the, back to the press of people. You know, there's like that certain level of professional courtesy that goes along with the job, and it, it's. In a sense, it's almost like
0: an inside club where... A brotherhood.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A brotherhood, if you will.
0: Um, I mean, there have been some... I I don't know specifically what he's looking for, but I mean, there was that documentary Second Life, or is it called Second Life? Second Life is the game, right? Where you actually... uh, Oh, yeah. Second Skin, that's what the documentary was called. It was about Second Life and World of Warcraft, stuff like that. There's there's some documentaries that are about gamers, you know, like people who play professionally, play games, mm-hmm. stuff like that. King but,
1: of Kong, I think, is another one too.
0: Yeah, and that's that's an amazing awesome movie. One. Um, so another question here. Frank, how did you manage yourself during college so that you could buy video games? Assuming you didn't have a well-paying job at the time, did you skip buying lunch for days, feed on small rations of steamed rice, and do odd jobs? Just curious how you managed what I believe has been a lifelong passion, though not implying it's unhealthy. You got to do what you got to do. Well, two things. First of all, I think if you saw me, I was not skipping lunch <laughs>
3: or eating, <laughs> eating rice. <laughs> He does not uh, like rice. I like rice. Do you, you like rice? Yeah.
2: My grandma's rice is probably my favorite thing in the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. Her mashed potatoes and gravy are the best thing in the world. No. Rice is better. <laughs> oh,
3: really? <Shit>. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. Sorry. Um,
3: I don't know. I just, you know, I had support from my parents, but I also was in a co-op program where, you know, I was making money every other four months. And if it wasn't for that, I doubt I would have been able to, uh, like, it's it's nothing like it is now where I would just buy anything kind of without regret but I had to be a little more pick and choosy back then but I don't know I never felt like I was missing out on too much there are some like the games that weren't the best games like I kind of was tied to like really high reviews back then for picking my stuff but so maybe some of like sevens and eight games I missed out on but a lot of those games are coming out now like through you know digital downloading and remakes and stuff like that so
1: yeah. One, one way to save money too is rent rather than buy. What? You know, you I don't rent. I don't rent. Bucks instead of 60.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess there is like GameFly or whatever it's called. That's kind of like Netflix for video games. There's a bunch of companies that do that and that's, that could be useful. Um, Moving on, did you guys check out or hear about the people at SpeedDemosArchive.com and their marathon as they gamed to fight against cancer? It was damn impressive and a step up on the amount of games played compared to what they accomplished last year. Anyone? Anyone? No, unfortunately. I did not hear a thing I about that. I have heard
1: that. of other... Yeah. Uh, I'll check other that one in
3: particular to... out. I think
1: one there's, there's, one there's one called is. Child's Play where they do something like that. and I think I can't remember what it's called, but they play that Desert Bus game. for. Like oh, a yeah, place yeah. Place. yeah. Or something. Those are the only two I've heard of.
0: Um, lastly, if I could recommend a great game-related podcast for you guys, I'd like to direct you to A Life Well Wasted. What Robert Ashley of the now-deceased EGM has done is truly amazing, and I think you guys would agree. It's kind of like This American Life with a focus on gaming. Keep up the great work. You guys have inspired me to pick up the controller again. Nice. You guys are awesome. That's why we're here.
3: Have any of at-
1: you guys listened to this podcast?
3: I listened to it after his recommendation. Just uh, today. I've been, I've been today.
1: listening to them since they came out. Uh, they're amazing, I think, and uh, I think I think it's it's kind of like what he was saying. This guy almost does like little mini documentaries, almost of the video game industry in audio form.
3: Yeah, I liked it once it got into the content, but the first five minutes was kind of like this music mixing thing, and
1: I think not I, for me. Yeah, That's I, his band.
3: That's yeah, I know he kinda, that... like, spots his band on it. Once it gets into the actual. You know, talking and topic of that podcast, I'm a little more interested, but kind of got off on a bad note for me.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty unique podcast, but I think the the whole idea of like copying the This American Life formula has kind of like I love This American Life, but I just feel like there's a lot of people trying to do the same thing now. Um, but, you know, again, the only thing that really sucks about this podcast is that there's so few and far between. Like he only does like us, well, even even <laughs> less frequently than us, I think. Yeah, but I will. I plan on
3: listening to the whole series now. Yeah, they're
1: good. I don't think. I think he's only released like five. There's six or four, now,
3: five. I think.
0: Yeah, six. I listened to the sixth one today. Yeah. Oh okay. All right. So uh, the kid stays. 88 says, "I'd kind of like to hear more on why Huck City hates Bethsta so much." Bethesda. Bethesda. Uh, <laughs> I've played a bunch of Oblivion and Fallout Three. Uh, but I always leave them not feeling accomplished or remembering that much about the experience. For the amount of time I've put in, I just feel like I should have had a lot more positive things to say. Is this similar to your thoughts? Uh,
1: So I've only played... The two Bethesda games I really uh, have only played are Oblivion and Fallout 3, just like this guy. Uh, I haven't played New Vegas. I know there was sort of an outcry for us to review it, but uh, I don't think that's going to be happening. Uh, so I played about two hours of Fallout Three, and I beat Oblivion. Uh, I more flew through Oblivion. I didn't really play it per se. Um, I don't know that. I just don't like how my main, my main like beef with them is just how well they, these games get reviewed. These games get like nines, and I think Oblivion had like some ridiculously high review score.
3: Most had them like listed as the number one or two like even now Same when they do the, the no right? when the no when they do the lists now like of all the console games for Xbox it's usually both those games you mentioned are in like the top 4
1: yeah yeah exactly and i especially like oblivion and fallout 3 whatever i mean there's tons of stories that come out the bugs the tech is so poor uh it just seems so ridiculous that these games are rated so high that they have so many problems, like uh, fundamental problems. And I can never really get into the story, just kind of like this guy was saying. I mean, it's just kind of like you're playing it to grind. It's almost like World of Warcraft. You're just kind of playing it to grind. Check it out, Dax.
2: (laughs) Sounds like my kind of game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like with Fallout 3, I mean, I got out of the whatever you call it. Cave or whatever it was. Vault. Vault. And then I went to the first town, and, I mean, there's lots of stuff to do. And I think that's almost, like, the downfall of those games. I almost feel like I do, I'm too tentative to do anything because I don't want to, like, fuck something up.
3: Yeah, and th- those games are kind of suited to people who like, you know, <laughs> go do whatever games. you want, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. not really what I like in games. Like, I kind of like a path. and
1: in- Yeah, I'm definitely all about a straight arrow path, linear story. Um, but I mean, Oblivion, I think there was a lot of like bad design issues, decisions they made with that game. I mean, I finished the game at level two and the only reason I didn't finish it at level one is because I got bitten by a vampire and accidentally <laughs> slept because I thought I could get rid of it. Accidentally
4: him. slept. <laughs> this game I mean, sounds it's the, amazing. It's
1: the dumbest game mechanic and it makes it so easy because I'm at the end boss and he's a level two guy. I mean, it's not even like they ramp up the difficulty appropriately. So, like, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I can jump a thousand times and gain a thousand jump points, but, I mean, really, what does that gain me? I don't know. There's just a lot of design decisions and tech problems with Bethesda games that I, I just have a real problem with. And, you know, everyone raves about the story and the immersiveness. Like, I'm sure the worlds are cool and everything, but I walked down to that vault in Fallout, and I had no idea where the fuck to go. You know, like, if you want to make a game with this massive world, at least give me a clue of where to go. I mean, I don't even think the cities were marked on the map or anything. You just kind of had to wander around until you ran across a road of some kind, if I remember.
0: I think that's and, where something like Red Dead Redemption really shows, like, what a solid design can do. Like, it, it's basically an open world, you know, like those games, but they do such a good job of leading you and making you feel like, you know... You can branch off and do these other things, but you know exactly where you need to go to progress the story.
1: Exactly, like all the GTA's, GTA Four, I think even GTA Three and Vice City did it. You know, if if you need to go somewhere, here's this massive fucking world, but you know you can go wherever you want. But here's where you need to go eventually. You know, I think Frank was talking about it when we were talking about Fallout Three, where he had to get in some sewer, but they didn't tell him he had to get into some sewer. So you walked around for like three hours. Well, like, how is that fucking fun? I don't know. I don't. I don't like walking around aimlessly in a game. Who thought this was fun? <laughs>
3: exactly. Who did think it was fun? I don't like
1: walking around aimlessly. If I want to walk around aimlessly, I'll go outside for a walk. You know, like, I'm. I want to play an experience. I don't want to experience walking around in some imaginary world where I kill dogs every five minutes and <laughs> don't know where I'm going. That's not fun. I don't know. Same with Oblivion. Like. They throw in Patrick Stewart at the beginning and all of a sudden it makes the game fun. Come on.
0: It was good until he left. pretty sweet. Exactly.
1: (laughs) He got killed like the first two
0: minutes. I think Oblivion came out like it was one of the first games on the next generation console. So I think that's why it got a little bit of a. uh, People forgave some of its flaws because of that.
3: I guess so. I mean. Yeah, but it's still on that list this year.
0: Number four. I know,
3: and there's there's some parts where you can Poor like man.
1: you know break into people's houses and join guilds and shit, but that's nothing special. I mean, you could probably find a Super Nintendo game where you can break into people's houses. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not anything, new. It's not revolutionary. You'll probably
0: find a Commodore sixty four game where you broke into yeah, people's houses. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> I mean, make an animation system that works. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, Dax, I, mean, like, I don't think you'd
3: be like a big games fan games. of the animation in these games. No, no, <laughs> I, I definitely do
2: like games that look pretty. And it, that's a big A-plus in my desire to play a game. If it doesn't look pretty, have cinematic moments, nice kill moves with all the cameras and, like, the... I call it basically my Matrix style of video gaming. <laughs> like, if it doesn't have that kind of, like, awesome, over-the-top, wicked feel to it, I won't love it. It won't be on my top three list. it this
1: that. you could probably remake this game on Commodore 64. That's well, I
2: couldn't because I'm horrible with zeros and ones but yeah i got you
0: um okay so uh this one's from uh from colin he says sean you mentioned last podcast you were pretty big into action rpgs from the sound of it specifically roguelikes and i was wondering if you ever played fantasy star online in any of its various releases um you noted you're no longer fond of pc gaming and it's long been the de facto king of console based online roguelikes um goes on to ask another question about fantasy star online but i'll stop him right there because <laughs> i have not played it um it's actually funny though that they mentioned like this phrase roguelikes have you guys heard that before no. like i heard it for the first time like last month and i and now i'm starting to realize that i guess people use it for diablo style rpgs but i think it actually is more related to i guess there was a game called rogue back in oh, like the eighties. Yeah, I or think Dwight's more heavy on the action, late on the RPG. <laughs> definitely. Definitely.
1: <laughs> I've heard the term, but I when I hear it described, I thought it was uh like I don't know what it is, but I thought it was
0: these like kind of like text RPGs. Things. That's that's originally what it was, but I think I've seen a lot of people using it to describe like a Diablo or I guess I kind of think of it also as like a Gauntlet game where it's some of it's maybe randomly generated or something, and you're just going yeah. through dungeons.
1: It's like kind of like a procedural RPG or something like that.
0: I guess like it's I think the main thing is it's like a top-down RPG, but um, okay, uh, this one is from Twitter from. Uh, chuffing l what was the best year for games and or the best game of the last decade kind of a big question <laughs> any thoughts on this one
1: i got some thoughts. decade
0: for me would be uncharted too
1: oh bam frank me too and i think that year 2009 yeah
3: that uh, was amazing
1: i think that year just crushed it i mean i i put together a little list of the games that came out in 2009 i mean it was like Uncharted 2, Modern Warfare 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Killzone 2, Batman Arkham Asylum, NHL 10, Dragon Age, RE5, Infamous, Borderlands, Left 4 Dead 2, Forza, Shadow Complex, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, uh, Final Fantasy 13. Like, I mean, it's a huge list of quality, quality games. And, I mean, Uncharted 2 is definitely the best game of the decade in my mind, too. So, I mean, when you have that, plus, I mean, Arkham Asylum... What a great game that
0: was. Arkham City. Can't wait. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, though, yeah, I think I probably agree with you guys, but I think the thing is if you look at console life cycles, if you look at probably the middle towards the end of those life cycles, you're probably going to find the best games because people have started to learn how to use the technology and stuff. And True. It seems like that's kind of where we're at now. I think this year was pretty good, too. So. um Hey Frank, Sean, Huck City and guests. I have a question about another one of my favorite games, Deus Ex. Did any of you play deuce it? Deus Ex, isn't it? No. <laughs> is it Deus Ex? Deuce.
2: I always thought it was Deuce like, drop, you know. Drop a <laughs> Deuce, like like what happened earlier.
0: <laughs> drop a deuce X. Uh, no, cuz it's short it's short for Deus Ex Machina, which is like a uh, Latin, Latin phrase or Shit, something. Shit, I just
2: got schooled.
0: Yeah. Uh Deus Ex. It's one pronunciation I actually do get right. You right, did it awesomely then. <laughs> uh, did any of you play this mind-blowing game? And if so, what are your thoughts on the Warren Spectorless reboot coming up? Anyone? Anyone? Thought you'd be the one. Do I? Well, I I picked up uh, both this game and the sequel on Steam last month for like really cheap because I've been yeah, meaning to uh, revisit them. I played both like the first two games like a couple hours of each. Uh, but I really want to revisit the original, and I, but at the same time, I'm not that excited about the new one. Like, if the reviews are good, I'll probably check it out. But the fact that it's not Warren Spector doing it, it seems kind of weird to me. Like he he was the it was his brainchild, or he is the brainchild, however you say that. And uh, yeah, just doing it without him is just you know whatever.
3: Yeah, I was a late like I always say I was a late bloomer for uh, PC gaming, so. Yeah, I'm trying to revisit as much classic PC stuff as I can. I just haven't gotten around to that.
1: I also never played it either. I, I actually, uh, before this even came out a couple weeks ago, I got an itch to kind of look into this game, and I was watching a YouTube walkthrough of it. And, you know, I didn't really find it that exciting, but then again I wasn't behind the controller actually feeling it. And I know that the big draw of this game is that there's a lot of different ways to accomplish the little puzzles that they have in there. So maybe if I had the ability to kind of go through it my own way, it might I might find it interesting. But right now, I don't really have any interest in playing that and really not that much in uh, Human Revolution uh, with or without Warren Spector. I mean, I've, I've watched some of the trailers for Human uh, Revolution or whatever it's called, and I, I don't think they have any gameplay yet. And it's getting pretty big hype considering it's just been a lot of CG.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I haven't really read too much about it. But um, Henrik also has another question for us. Um, He says, I fell over this quote today on one of the best web pages in the world, teamliquid.net, and I want you guys to comment on it. It's a quote from Shigeru Miyamoto, and he says, So, you know, cats are interesting. They're kind of like girls. If they come talk to you, it's great. But if you try to talk to them, it doesn't always go so well. (laughs) Thoughts? It's a great quote. Hey, yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Love that quote. I'm
3: glad uh, Henrik brought it to my attention. Yeah, it's a good one. I' Could I it post n- it
1: on Facebook,
2: Frank? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we all try to talk to a few cats tonight when we go off. <laughs>
2: That's right. Might not go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Story of my life.
0: <coughs> Classic game designer. Um, okay, so we'll do a couple more. Uh, this one comes from Groin Tanner. Hello, Sean and Frank. I guess you guys aren't involved in That's this one. cool. I, I understand. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, I've been listening to your Game Junk podcast lately, been greatly entertained by your strictly heterosexual and funny banter. After hearing Frank's statement concerning Aladdin for the Genesis, a game I enjoyed as a youngster, I decided to play it again and thoroughly enjoyed it. Went to some boards and decided to look up top lists of some old games. I noticed, however, that it seems like no matter what game it is, people always choose the SNES version of a game over the Genesis. Know that the overall, overall the SNES was a better system. My question is, do you feel that most people always choose SNES over Genesis, even if the latter was better? Thanks in advance for your response. I do find that,
3: particularly with NHL, which I don't get. Like, yes. I, uh, NHL 94 in particular, everyone's like, SNES. I'm like, where I come from, it's Genesis all the way. And that's all there is to it. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, Aladdin's kind of a bad example because the SNES version was a completely different game. Uh, Jay Cheel might comment that the Genesis version of Jurassic Park was better <laughs> than the Super Nintendo version I of Jurassic that. Park. That game was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. For me, so uh, the thing, old, so the one was, that really so sticks it. out that's better on Super Nintendo is Mortal Kombat 2. Mm. The, Mortal, the Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat 2 was incredible.
0: I was just going to say, the only difference I really remember is that you could get blood on the Genesis and you couldn't get blood only on in the, the first one. Only in the first one, but Really? Yeah, yeah they put blood in the second one. Nice.
1: So, so back to Aladdin, though. The SNES version was different?
3: Oh, yeah. That was a Sega game, the one okay. on Genesis. I was gonna and it was say, a Capcom was gonna one say that on I Super Nintendo. I played
1: it on the SNES, so I thought it could have just been that most people played it on the SNES, so it, they just assume it's better. But if it was a completely different game, then I don't know.
3: Yeah. And, like, the thing with Super Nintendo is, like, the proprietary stuff is, like, the best (laughs) games of all time. Or a lot of them are.
0: First-party Nintendo stuff. Right. So,
3: I don't know. I can't even think of that many things that, you know, I was torn. The stuff I liked on Genesis a lot of the times was Sega games and Super Nintendo was Nintendo games. I I didn't make... I
0: don't remember there being that many good third-party games where I had to choose. Yeah, that's true. I mean, back then it was a lot more cut and dry between, you know, you had all these games on this system yeah. and all these games Bub- on that. Bubsy the Bobcat was better on Super Nintendo, though. I will say that. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, on a similar topic, this one comes from Vince. He says, I'm glad you guys still play old-school games. Are you playing them on your current HDTV setups, or do you keep a dated CRT for them? Uh, In my experience, all my 8 and 16-bit systems look horrendous on any LCD, plasma, or rear-projection HD TV. So I have a Sony KV27HS420. I love this guy. That is able to display uh, 1080i HD, but also gives a fantastic SD picture. Um, I'm quite indifferent when some of the games go to virtual console. In general, it might look the same, but the feel of it is not the same. Getting rid of slowdown is fine with me like some of the stuff you'd experience in Life Force, but it's pretty much like playing a ROM version of the game and the game is not as cool. So he prefers to play the original I game do agree the with that. Hardware. It's more
3: a matter of, like, having space and... And
0: finding the games yeah, a lot of times.
3: But uh, I'm with I him. We- I, have a, I, have a, I have a CRT TV that I try to use for all my retro gaming. It's a Toshiba. I don't know the model number, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I have a uh, Panasonic plasma and I'm not really a, I don't really care for the graphics. Yeah, I, they look like shit. I don't no, I don't really notice them, Ooh. I mean. I, I, I the exact opposite of you. I don't know. I don't notice it. Uh it looks fine to me. But I mean, that's a big thing, right? Uh if you scale up something that's only supposed to be small resolution, it's going to look crappier, right? It's going to be jaggy. it's going to be pixelated. So, I mean, of course, on a, a, and, and just by definition, a CRT kind of like blurs the lines of stuff better and makes it look a little more smooth. Whereas, you know, LCD TVs in particular really give that kind of like jagged edge just from the nature of them. But also, I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago where we were talking about how old games are better because of like on older systems because of the controller. That's like the draw of it. Right. I think that was the thing we talked about, how um, it it wasn't so much the TV or the monitor, the look. It was like the feel of the controller that really gave the experience.
0: Yeah, I think the big thing for me, though, that um, the reason why I like using emulators or sometimes the virtual console is if they add like save points, quick saves, things like that, that help you get through. Because some of these games, like they're fun games, but they're just way too hard or... You know, you, you just there's frustrating things about them because they're old games. They're from a different era. And they were made to eat your money. Exactly. So I think you know, I I personally I like having uh, one of those uh, cards for the uh, for the DS. So you can like put an emulator on it and play old games. I mean, I guess it's not really legal technically, but it's kind of a good compromise between you have like a, a good controller, and you know it still looks nice on the screen and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I do for some of the like n e s and game boy and stuff like that games all right uh we've got a little video here from Film Ape, which yes. we need to comment on so let me just uh play the clip and uh then we'll talk about it. Get your Y'all saw
2: the new 156 Pokemon on the new Pokemon game, black and white. Them Pokemon look off the fucking chain. Nigga. Them Pokemon look off. That's the best looking Pokemon I've ever seen. I want to catch all them motherfuckers. I want to catch all of them. Usually there's like five or six good Pokemon. But on this
0: one, all of them look good, nigga. All of them look good. Them motherfucking new Pokemon look off the goddamn chain. I'm getting every one of them motherfuckers. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah, I like Pokemon, bitch, and what? I love Pokemon. I beat out to every episode, nigga.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Let's go there. good call. It's That's amazing. exactly where I would have said to stop it. That is, that was the best thirty-five second opener of any video ever. Oh, I love that.
0: So, do you think he really likes Pokemon? Wow.
2: I think he has a definite, definite hankering for Pokemon.
0: <laughs> have any of you guys ever played Pokemon?
2: Not a single. Never bit. got
0: into it.
1: I played the original yellow cartridge one. I don't know. Was, was that good. for N64?
2: Did they have that for N64? No, it was
1: for Game Boy.
3: That was Uh-oh. Pokemon Snap where you took pictures oh, of you're the right. Pokemon. right. yeah, yeah, you're right. You I, only, c- I only played that at a McDonald's to, kiosk.
2: You had to catch <laughs> those motherfuckers as they ran across the screen. Yeah.
3: <laughs> With your camera. <laughs> um,
0: so this is from Jose in Michigan. Can you talk about the rumor of the Mass Effect movie? And do you have any casting ideas? No, it's, it's in development. I yeah. mean, I think uh, Avi Arad is that his name, the guy who used to be uh, like one of the CEOs or whatever of Marvel Entertainment, is producing it. That's all I've heard. I'm sure it will happen. I think I think it would make an awesome movie.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite with you. Like the same thing with Uncharted is, you know, I think these are kind of movies on their own in the game, and the stories are complex and take a lot of time. I actually think Mass Effect might make a better TV show than anything but yeah i could see that yeah i'll obviously watch it if it comes out but
0: i think one the thing, games is enough for me one thing i don't know if we i kind of feel like maybe we talked about this or i don't know but you can customize the player in that game right yeah well i don't do that though i go with the you do standard shepherd a, so that seems weird to me that you know like I guess they would just base it on the standard character, but a lot of people might not identify with that because they customize the character to be whatever they want. Well, I mean, does
1: Mark Wahlberg look like the guy from Uncharted, though?
0: Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point. Um,
1: Okay. I got some casting ideas. Hang on. Oh. Oh. Oh, I took some time. I I made sure this this guy got his casting ideas here. So I'm going to give a quick rundown here. I thought uh, Rex would be good, played by Mickey y- Rourke. I like <laughs> it. Nice. Uh, Garris would be good, played by Clive Owen. Uh, mm. Joker, Seth Green, because he is Seth Green. I hate Same Seth with uh, the Anderson guy. He's played by Keith David, who is, I don't know, he's a pretty well-known actor. Uh, Liera or whatever her name is, Liara. A- Jessica Alba. The Ashley mm. Girl, Blake Lively. Uh Kaden Uh Joseph Gordon Levitt, the guy from Inception. Oh, I in.
3: in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Saren the bad guy, played by Gary Oldman.
3: Oh, loving it. Huh, yeah. you did a good job on this.
1: I, I took time, I put
3: effort into this. He guest. had me at Jessica
1: Alba. <laughs> <laughs> Female Shep, Kate Beckinsale. Hmm. And if, and if you do male Shep, it's gotta be my boy Matt Damon.
3: <laughs> Matt Damon.
1: Hey. I got my man. Female
3: chef. I'm going Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah, I love her. Put okay. her in there.
0: I'd like to see Matt Damon in space. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: well,
0: say he I, was already I'm gonna go, in
2: space in I'm Titan A.E. wasn't he?
0: I'm going to go Affleck. I guess. I'm going
3: to go Affleck. Affleck. Okay. I had him in somewhere. I took him out
1: real
2: quick. Yeah, Affleck actually does look like the guy in the box cover. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> More so than Matt Damon. Isn't that who you
0: picked?
1: I don't think any of
0: them look like it. All right, we got two more quick ones. This one is from uh, Vicky AJ. Do you like the Angry Video Game Nerd videos? I love them. So her wait, Vicky AJ like are the A
3: and G capitalized? AJ, yes. And so her initials are (laughs) VAG. Badge? (laughs) No, I. (laughs) It might not be a girl. I think it's because
0: it's. All right, I can't read it. So yeah. All right, anyway, Mm -hmm. sorry. (laughs) <laughs> so any thoughts on angry video game nerd
2: i honestly i loved it when uh i forget who was the one who linked them to me i, I think it was a uh, gg at work um but when i saw that the total recall one i lost my shit like i literally went to this guy's youtube catalog and tried to find every single one he'd done granted i was hoping for more high quality ones but uh there was a few that were pre- he started to kind of make it more of like a soap opera kind of thing where he had like his whole like he'd do this rant at the beginning like on camera You know, and then he'd go and play the game and stuff. But the best ones that I saw were the first ones I saw, which were, like, the Total Recall 1. And then he did did one about, like, uh, I think, like, uh, what was it, Noah's Ark? There was a Noah's Ark religious game one and stuff like that. They were funny. I found them pretty funny.
1: I watched, uh, I think, I watch them on uh, Game Trailers whenever they pop up, gametrailers.com. And and I think the recent ones have really kind of, like, I I don't mind them. They're pretty good. They're pretty entertaining. But recently, he's been, like, super focused on the skit. I think he's been getting a lot of funding. And uh, I think he spends a lot of time doing the skits more than playing the games. And I think that kind of takes away from his whole... Uh, the whole show kind of thing he puts on.
0: Yeah, I think... Uh, like I kind of like the original ones. I think he really struck a chord by, like, just finding these super hard games that everybody who played them knew, but just nobody had really said it, you know?
2: I forgot the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one for SF for Nintendo. Yeah. I fucking... <laughs> that, that was back in the day too when there was no rentals there was no all you had was that fucking back of the box when you looked at the pictures and you went that's the game I want to drop my next year's allowance on like this is it this is everything that my life encompasses right now is fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you get it home and it's some bullshit side scrolling game where like your your bow staff comes out on this weird <laughs> Perpendicular angle to your arm, and you only get to see that every once in a while because you're driving around on a shitty car that looks like you know, like a Pac-Man screen, and and it was the most impossible game ever. And in that, and he had a video that pretty much, I forgot about that one. Teenage Ninja Turtles was my favorite because of how accurate it was to what I felt when I played that game.
3: This, my love for Ninja Turtles was so blind. That I love that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong, I played it. But here's another point of that game. I remember how did you finish it? Because i no, I didn't care. It was Ninja Turtles. I just I could loved get to it. the same fucking like, level game every Genied time. Game Genie, that shit. Loved and then you get into second. the there
2: was a part in the car where we had to like chase around to get to like some sewer, but there was shit chasing you. Yeah, and once you were the in the car, sea. it was game. Yeah, something like that. It was just game over. You died every time. How do you get a Game
3: Genie? Shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was before Game Genie. I'm way older than you, man. I never got a Game Genie. Oh, uh, Game Genie was good. Game Shark? Wasn't that another one of those?
0: <laughs> Don't talk about Game Shark. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Alright, last question. This Ooh. comes from uh Jim the movie freak and he wants to know besides Angry Bird, if if Angry Birds, if we have any iPhone game recommendations and what we think about first person shooters on the iPhone. Hmm. Good question.
3: My favorite iPhone games are Fruit Ninja. Um Angry Birds, Cut the Rope, uh, Light Bright.
2: <laughs> There's the Light Bright app? Oh yeah.
3: And then by far my favorite game, the most addictive. Like I play this when I take shits all the time. <laughs> like if I'm if I drop my pants, my iPhone's out. I'm playing at least five <laughs> games of Drop Seven. <laughs> it's a puzzler game, like kinda like Sudoku, kind of a you know, a Tetrisy aspect I guess, maybe more luminous, but I love this game, it's so addictive, and uh I'm hooked like i it's my fave it's my go to right now. the other ones for all intents and purposes don't exist
0: um yeah, I mean there's so much out there. I guess my go to choices or recommendations are cut the rope and train yard still really liking those, and they're pretty cheap um, I downloaded uh secret of Mana for the iPhone recently, and that's pretty good um as for first-person shooters, I don't think it works on the iPhone. It's impressive that they can do some of the stuff they can do with it. I thought that Star Wars demo one wasn't bad. It, it looks good, and you know it—it's on the border of being playable. But I think the screen's just too small, and because your fingers are already on the screen, I think on an iPad though would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I played Nova a bit, and I just didn't play
3: it enough. I think the learning curve's kind of high on it.
1: I uh, I don't have that many, I haven't played that many iPhone games. The only ones I've played are uh, Cut the Rope, uh, Baseball something, some baseball game. Flight Control, of course, is great. I downloaded a game called Uniwar. It's kind of just like a uh, <coughs> strategy game, a real-time strategy game. And then uh, I also played Game Dev Story, which is kind of fun for a bit.
0: Yeah, actually, I downloaded that too. I haven't gotten too much into it, but it's if you like strategy sim type games, it's pretty creative and interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty repetitive, but it's not bad. I mean, they kind of they make they curve it enough so that you kind of get a new a new taste every once in a while. I played through one. I think you get like basically the whole thing is you run like a game studio for like I think it's twenty years, and I played one like twenty year cycle. And it was pretty good, but. Okay, That's it. And I haven't played any first-person shooters on it, so I can't comment on that.
0: Okay, so that's it for Junk Mail. I think we covered everything, so uh, if you guys have any questions for us, you can send them to filmjunk at gmail.com for next episode. And before we wrap it up, we've got a very big all right. moment coming up right here. Alicia, can you, can you turn power
3: on the receiver, please? So So set it up. What are we doing all here? Right. Well... It's a milestone in my life. (laughs) I am about to hit 100,000 gamer score. And I thought, what better way to do this than with the podcast and all its listeners? So I took a lot of time over the last couple of days getting to exactly (laughs) (laughs) 99,000. I
0: can verify it's right there.
3: Exactly 99,000. Took a lot of work. I had a lot of issues with Guitar Hero uh, Warriors of Rock that I'm not going to get into. I'll save it for next time, but I was pissed last night. I was up <laughs> pretty late getting to this thing, and now I'm at 99,000, and I'm going to play Avatar, The Last Airbender, <laughs> <laughs> Burning Earth, live, to get to a 100,000 gamer score. <laughs> so let me just fire this yeah, thing up.
1: Why don't you? Why don't you give a little context of why you're playing Avatar?
3: It is known as the ultimate achievement horror game. It is, uh, two minutes, five achievements, getting to a, a fifty hit combo, 10, twi- all the <laughs> the numbers divisible by ten to get to a fifty hit combo. So can we get some volume
0: on the uh, yeah. game over there?
3: <laughs> Thanks, Leesh. So I'm just loading. I actually saw
2: Frank uh, when I went up to because we were just, we've been discussing this for a few days now, and uh, I I asked him what th- this game like I thought it was Avatar the James Cameron game that's
0: what I thought so too. I was like
2: I was waiting for an av- he's talking about a combo and then I saw like he showed me the YouTube of what he's gonna do and I realized it was Avatar the the anime you know world Airbender and uh, so I've seen what it takes to do this this uh, achievement is pretty awesome. <laughs>
3: I hope I don't fuck it up. It will, it'll be embarrassing. <laughs> it, it will be, because you,
2: you <laughs> swore to me that it would be impossible
0: for you to fuck it up.
1: Well, if you screw it up, that's why I can just edit it out. Look
0: out! Alright, here we go. Three hits, five hits. I'm six hits, seven hits. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I won't get it on these enemies. There's a cutscene after Achievement unlocked. 150. The flow of combat one. But he's not even chaining them, he's missing half of them. <laughs>
2: the fuck up, <laughs> dude.
3: What a game. I love this game. It's- Chain your ass. Here we go. I am General Fong, leader <laughs> of the
2: I gotta borrow this game <laughs> for real. You. You're leaving it here
3: tonight, right? You want it? You want the towel? <laughs> you get out of them. It
2: is not without reason.
3: God And this is getting tough to find, like, I was scouring everywhere the last two days trying to find this game and I finally found
0: it. This looks like the worst game ever.
2: (laughs) Do you only have the one attack or is that just how you get the achievement? This is
0: how you get the achievement. Okay. Oh, there's another achievement unlocked Full Combat 2. Combo is 26 hits, nearing 30. Come on boys. Yeah, let's see how you go against greater numbers. Third achievement has been unlocked. (laughs) Oh. Pressure's on.
2: I'm excited right now for real.
0: Fourth achievement has been unlocked. One more to go. 45 hit. Combo. 49 and 50. Oh
1: shit! Oh my
3: god! It's
1: beautiful. Wow.
0: It's
3: beautiful. Hundred thousand. Oh my God! Look at beautiful. that. Hundred thousand. Pop the champagne, do I? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was true. It did pop.
4: Oh, that was over.
3: All right, let's do that. Uh, congratulations, buddy. Oh, I just want to you. say that that is that is pretty impressive. I know there's people. lots of people in the world. That have more than a hundred thousand, but uh, you know Ooh, that's it a means it means a lot to me. Oh, there you go. Let's get fucking juiced. <laughs> this is the beginning of a great night. Oh, good. <laughs> Next on. episode, two hundred thousand. Uh, you got your champagne over there, right, Huckster? Uh yep, my guy. All right, right, cheers, cheers, 200, boys. Two hundred thousand. <laughs> hundred thousand. To a hundred thousand.
2: Congratulations.
3: Something I will never get. <laughs> oh, that's delicious. That's bubbly uh, That tastes like victory That (laughs) does Anyway I'd like to thank All the listeners for Being a part of this moment And (laughs) (laughs) I hope it was uh, As good for you As it was for me It took him 30 seconds To fucking do that (laughs) I have a stain in my pants And uh (laughs) It will be coming out With me tonight
0: Oh Well good on you bud Alright That was amazing Beautiful So that brings us To the end of uh, Episode 5 So Next month Uh Are we all agreed? Dead Space 2? Looking like that.
1: Although it comes out pretty late, eh? January 25th?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's like a week or two away.
1: Kids, don't expect an episode before January 30th or.
0: (laughs) Probably February 28th. It'll probably be mid to late February, yes.
3: (laughs) All right, time for round two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I'll probably have to finish off these lightweights, too. So uh, Dax, thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, buddy, thanks. Cheers, thank cheers, you. guys. I'd
2: like to thank you. This was a lot of fun. Drink, it was fun being with you guys here. Drink
0: your bubbly. Oh. So, do you want to uh, plug your? Uh, well, I guess first of all, you have a Twitter account, right? Yes, I do. We want to get you up uh, to uh, at least hundred followers. That,
2: I mean, hey, and the more people that follow, the better. It's fun.
0: So, what's your Twitter account?
2: Uh, DG, and it's D double underscore G E E. So okay. that's 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 my my handle got it um, uh, but yeah um, follow me on that yeah basically I'll post on there whenever I do new artwork uh, I'm, I'm I'm still into um, I started off traditionally as, a, as an animator 2D animator so I went to uh, Sheridan College in, in Ontario and did a lot of drawing and stuff like that and uh, so now that I'm working in video games with the computers and the 3D, I still like to. Oh, nice one! <laughs> <laughs> you just missed an epic gurgle burp
3: there. Oh, I think it caught
2: it. <laughs> did it, catch it? Oh yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, um, but it's doing 3D, I still like to to kick it with the drawings, and uh, so I've got a DVM page and whatnot, and all link stuff that I do. And if, so, if you like cartoon, as Frank would say, what, "Yeah, what, that, that six-year-old bullshit." That six-year-old bullshit, <laughs> as you
3: called it. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you gonna talk about your show or? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, I've got a.
2: You'll. You, I'll, I'll, I'll link everything on Twitter, um, as well as uh, I've got a live stream show that I do on Friday nights with my my good college friend who also is an artist. He's a freelance illustrator called Joe GTV. So it's J O G E E TV at live stream. So you can just look us up on there. and Find us where we we uh, do a Friday night show uh, between the hours of eight and ten eastern standard time we just sit there and draw and commentate and answer questions so it's fun and
0: some people might know joe from his comic book work right
2: yep yeah absolutely joe's he's worked on he works at udon comics uh freelances for them which i i did in the past too before i started working at the game studio but uh yeah he's worked on street fighter comics he's worked on uh uh sentinel comics he, he did that he did thundercats he's uh uh, all basically everything Udon has worked on. He's done Darkstalkers and stuff like that. He's he's worked on a lot of stuff there. So yeah, he's he's really good.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, Huck City. Do you want to plug your Twitter account?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, it's it's my angry commute. That's it. All one word, no spaces.
0: That's it. You weren't too angry last week when you were on vacation, though.
1: Yeah, I know. Sorry. I I, I got a, I got a couple in
0: there this week. <laughs> All right, and uh, Frank, you're at... Dirty Frank with three R's. Three R's and dirty, one R and Frank. You can
3: verify, that's also my gamer tag, if you want to verify the proceedings here tonight, getting to 100,000. I probably won't be playing for a day or two, so... (laughs) Take a little breather. Feel free. Leave it up there. Feel free to send me a message, congratulations. (laughs) Uh, Whatever you think's necessary. (laughs)
0: All right.
1: You know what I find amazing is that Frank has a hundred thousand Xbox gamer score and he's still beating me in PlayStation trophies.
0: <laughs> there you go.
3: What can I say? Epic. Okay. I uh, wish there was a Wii gamer score too, believe you me. <laughs> give you a reason to play that stupid system. Fuck. Oh. <laughs>
2: That's a whole other. Wrap day. her
0: up, Dwight Guy. All right. yeah, You know me, twitter.com slash film junk. And uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash game junk. We post uh, occasional news and. Uh, Very occasional. And of course, <laughs> uh, whenever the podcast comes out, you can find out about it there too. So uh, that's it. We'll see you next month. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye,
2: My, my uncle had a, um, the one that had Smurfs. I think it was like in television or some shit. I used to go over to his place and watch him play Smurfs, and it was the shit. It was a side scroller. <laughs> it was awesome.